hello Hi. everyone. Welcome, welcome to the first ever live Kaiju yes. Kingdom podcast. We are your hosts. Jessica. Hi. And I am Chris Eaton. So as we've been promising this for God knows how long. Yeah. Finally are doing it. Uh, for the few people that are turning in, thank you for those finding us on YouTube. Awesome. We plan on doing a lot more of these uh, going forward. So hopefully, and please bear with us on this one because this is our very first time at doing this live. So, but we felt the occasion warranted it. Why, yes. Jessica, what are we talking about today? We will be talking about Godzilla versus Kong. And like Chris said, I apologize for the angel angelic light that's going to start moving up my face. Complaining. As this uh, happens. And also, we all cross our fingers that my internet just makes it through. If not, Chris, you are amazing. I'm carrying on by yourself until Mm. I I insert myself back in like an unwanted side B plot. Oh, there we go. Sorry. (laughs) See, See, exactly, exactly. You were frozen there for a second. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, But that's... So... Uh, let's get started. It's been, God, we're pushing a month since this thing's already come out. Everybody, I've been getting a lot of people asking, why are you guys waiting so long? Well, we wanted to take our time. We wanted to get this up. And, uh, I, Jessica had a million and five things like she normally does because she's a very busy person. So you just recently got to watch the movie the other night, right? I did. I did. So the irony of tangentially working on the film is that sometimes you don't always get to see it. I did have the opportunity mm-hmm. as press to watch it early a few times, which I know actually you and a few of our friends did, but I mm-hmm. I just, I had so much work. I just wasn't able to do it. I had always planned on watching it at home through HBO Max. So after mm-hmm. finally having two, three hours of free time, I was able to watch it this past weekend. I mean, I didn't know what happens beforehand, but it's always best mm-hmm. to still watch it live, like reading a script, listening to the audiobook, reading the novelization. It's just not going to be the same mm-hmm. as actually seeing the movie, seeing the action when it comes out. So I finally was able to watch it this past weekend. So at least we all know it's like fresh in my mind as mm-hmm. I'm watching this. So, and by the way, that script thing is very, very uh, accurate. I, long, long time ago, uh, I got the uh, early copy of the Kill Bill script when it leaked online. And I, <laughs> The final version was not a lot like it. No. So uh, you think you're uh, spoiling yourself. I actually did the same thing with the Pacific Rim script. That, In fact, that's uh, I'm con- that's one of our episodes in the next few months. That original draft that came out is mm-hmm. nothing like the final film. So uh, that, but we digress. So let's get into Godzilla versus Kong. Oh, lordy. So it's... <laughs> back it's only been okay actually no we're pushing two years coming up to king of the monsters i can't believe it's been that long yes um yes but it was announced before king of the monsters it was announced actually no right back even further than that you yeah you and i sat down in the summer like i think it was post comic-con 2014 when they announced god yes yes okay Okay. Original date was 2020. It was 2020 either way. Yeah. So, 
got it, again back then all those all those schedules got moved around so many times like that uh, if we were sticking to the original thing you know uh, the 2014 film was supposed to come out in 2012 but that's neither here nor there so it's a long time coming um and in that time we had a kong film we had another godzilla film and now we finally get to see these two yeah. beat the crap out of each other yeah. and uh let's to just dive in jessica giving you the floor what are your your thoughts off the top of your head and we'll get deeper in uh, oh okay um i i didn't hate the film i know that there was a lot of extreme <laughs> hatred towards the film and i'm really happy for those who loved it so much they saw it seven eight times in a mixture of whether they were at home or whether they went to the theater um i thought it was fine I, I enjoyed it, actually. It's not one of those movies where I regret spending time watching it. I actually did like it. I was mm -hmm. there, we all know, I was there for the kaiju fight. And I would describe this movie as that if you mm -hmm. love kaiju fights and everything, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. You do get to see a lot more in daylight, which is really awesome. But I do feel like between mm -hmm. King of the Monsters and the way Godzilla moves... And the way Godzilla moves here in this film, it is the difference between the way the mechs moved, the Jaegers moved between Pacific Rim 1 and Pacific Rim 2. There is just... There's a point of contention with a lot of people. Uh, I understand physics doesn't matter in a lot of superhero fantasy films. I totally get it. But this was a very much... Uh, <sighs> depart from that like the way Godzilla moved is more like my little dog Teddy when he was alive R.I.P. little dude versus the way my big lumbering giant of a husky who's 85 pounds and I know he's way too big to be a husky and the way he moves so there is a sheer difference in the way Godzilla is moving which usually stuff like that just doesn't really bother me or whatever but for that it was a lot more yeah. evident to me. And then there was, of course, so it, later yeah. in the detail, we'll talk about the people and the plots. But overall, it was mm. an enjoyable movie. It wasn't a movie that I was I, I was expecting. I thought it would be something very different like five years ago when you and I talked about it. Because it could be anything, right? The world is our oyster. Yeah. But we got the movie that yeah. we got. Yes. yes. And I'm sorry, friends. I see the sunlight is already descendants higher and higher across my face. I don't think anybody's complaining about the sunlight. Oh, God. No one's complaining about that. <clears throat> so as for me, uh, again, as I told a couple of close friends when we saw the press screening of it, I'm an easy yeah. mark for this stuff. So I, <laughs> it, it, it would have to have been catastrophic for me to even walk away going, God, that sucked. That was me walking out of Cloverfield. I wa waited, waited so long to see that movie. I was hyped, walked down like my buddy turned to me. He's like, wasn't that great? Some people love Cloverfield. Some people love I know, Cloverfield. I know. I know. I know. Oh, my my brother, my father, who both don't even like any of this stuff, walked out. They're like, oh, my God, that had been your movie. I'm like, yeah, that movie kind of blew. They're like, are you insane? Like, when I took some other friends to go see Pacific Rim, they're like, you're going to hate it because... You hated Cloverfield. I mean, it was freaking awesome. I'm like, no, it wasn't. It's not a good movie. 
It's not a good movie. Yeah, ironically, everybody involved with that film, I loved everything that they've done since then. Matt Reeves is doing Batman. He did those Apes movies, which are fantastic. And I I actually prefer his version of Let the Right One In. That that the the oh, yes. one or the yeah, 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 Nordic the vampire one. movie. Nordic yeah, one yeah. is a boring snore. His is an awesome noir film. So everybody involved in that film. I don't care for the film, but I like everybody that's come out of that film. That being said, going into Godzilla vs. Kong, of course, we're hyped. By it, we were living, we've came out of a year that I don't think a generation uh, has ever experienced in a yeah. <laughs> in a long, long time. Um, so everyone was clamoring for just something to get our minds off the trials and tribulations of the world, and this was perfect. And walking out of it. I, by the way, I saw it for the first time on a um, on a projected at a drive-in. It was not my preferred way to watch this the first time because I, I'm getting older. My eyesight's starting to suck. But you so, went, though. You chose I went to go. And I walked away. I did because I can't <laughs> wait. I am an impatient <laughs> asshole. But I walked away, and I'm like, I'm still, I'm like, yes, I'm glad I got to see it finally. I'm so glad, because then I could start processing things. And by the way, I got to see it a few days early, so this, I was doing yeah. my best to avoid spoilers. I knew one or two big things going into it, because that's the nature of the beast when you're on the internet yeah. all the time. So I knew about Mechagodzilla going, but there are other things I didn't know about. So finally watching it, finally getting to see it, I walked, I'm like, Yes, I can't wait. My first thing was, I can't wait to watch it again. I can't wait to watch it again on a big screen. Um, mm, mm, I actually mm. drove out to Las Vegas to go see this thing because when this was announced, it was yeah. coming out, they moved it up from March to, or from May to now. I'm like, there's no way in hell that I'm going to watch this for the first time on my TV. I have a, a good-sized TV, but there's no way. There's no way I was going to miss this. So seeing it in Dolby, uh, in pristine projection with a sound that that opening sequence when the when the title credits come in and it's just the theater is rocking you're like yes oh my god like i can't wait like you're on a yeah. ride and yes. it made it that much yeah. better and on the yeah. second viewing yeah. i'm like i sat there finally sit i can go through like okay so here's the stuff here's this overall thoroughly enjoyed it is it a perfect film by all means no is it an awesome film i would say yes it delivers on exactly what it promises, which is all I ask for half the time. Yeah. And uh, it, it's going to be a movie I will go back. This is going to be one I will pop in. It's just the time, just the pacing of the film. And, again, things we're going to go into in, in a few minutes because there's a lot to discuss on that part. But it's it's engaging. It's entertaining. And it, it, did, it finally did the thing I've been asking for a long time which right. was make the monsters the main characters front and center. Kong especially mm, is the mm -hmm. he he's the hero. He is the star of the film. Yes. Over yes. Alexander Skarsgård and Millie Bobby Brown. He is the hero. He's the star. Yes. So, yeah. I liked it a lot. You're probably going to hear you and you're going to hear me kind of go on about other things and then kind of the gate bang. So, let's let's start breaking this down. First off, the time of the film, it's right under two hours. I think Godzilla King of the Monsters was a was about, what, two hours and ten minutes or something like that? It was a semi-long film. Kong Skull Island, I think, was a little bit long, a little bit shorter, and I think that's part of the reason why a lot of people like that film a lot better. But mm -hmm. the biggest difference I saw with this is, my God, the effects. The effects are astounding. Mm -hmm. Out of all four films, 
This was mm -hmm. without a doubt the very best. Yeah. they're watching yeah. that opening. The so the opening of Kong, just like on, just being a lazy prick, just going ah, like just this butt scratch. Again, I love all this stuff. Like just yeah. giving Kong a personality. That opening and like the like the sun coming down on him. You're like, I, I swear to God, that's a real. At points, I'm like. You look at CG now and you're like, oh, that's that's fake. But now, the but really good CG. You look and you're like, man, God, I really believe that is Kong there. Like that is a giant gorilla. And there's a little girl with her little dolly holding him up, and he's yeah. right there booping it. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, so this is this is awesome. The opening of Godzilla attacking Pensacola, which was great. One of the mm -hmm. great. The, hats off to Adam Wingard on staging these uh, the, staging all of the action sequences because they move they yeah. don't they don't they're not they're not they're fast but they're not fast cut and what i mean by that is i use the uh, what i call the born identity cutting which is we film a sequence and then we film a lot of other in-betweens we chop it up so that way it looks like it's moving around and yeah. it keeps everyone's attention but it's a lazy editing method this we follow through we get to see godzilla come in He's swatting at jets. Uh, there's little instances of, like, the lights. Very much, it looks like he sat down, watched the first Pacific Rim, took notes on that uh, Hong Kong battle sequence, and then mapped out the rest of the film based on how that was. The lighting, the movement of the monsters, all spectacular. They, one thing I did love, especially, was the fact that he plays with Godzilla's internal combustion the lights mm -hmm. the the spines lighten up constantly his eyes glowing every time he lights up and he breaks yeah. fire yeah and making godzilla an absolute dick in this film brilliant absolutely brilliant because you're again you're gonna have to you you're gonna root <sighs> one over the other and kind of making godzilla a dick he, and by the way i'm not saying he's it's not for no reason it's a well-earned it's a well-earned title because he is the king of the monsters now. So, uh, especially with those opening sequences when he's you're like, why is he attacking her? One, he's been a, he's been a, you know, he's been a, he's been the friend of humanity. But you're like, no, that's that's not how these movies have been going. Moving into the battleship sequence. Oh. Good <laughs> lord! First off, tons of Evangelion references in this one, which was spectacular. But watching. Godzilla and Kong duke it out in water. First off, something we never got in the original film because just mm -hmm. really can't do such things. But able to see Godzilla, first off, fight underwater. Even the last film didn't, they gave us Godzilla and Ghidorah fighting, but they never showed us what was going on underneath there, like below the point of view. To see Godzilla actually fight underwater is, I think that's the first time. Yeah. God, in like almost. 30 years. I want to say maybe Mothra. I'm trying to go back in my head. I think Mothra was the last, the 92 <laughs> film was the last time we saw him fight actually underwater. But to actually see him move, like wrap his tail, like the way that he, like the Leviathanish move of him, Kong, like when he grabs Kong that first time, you hear the 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 score hit, that dun dun dun, and it's you're like, oh, oh it's on, it's on. They're going to. I, I can't. You're going to see a lot of chef's kiss. Because <laughs> these are the aspects of this film I truly loved. It, 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 if a film can make yeah. me feel like I'm 
five years old again watching yeah. Godzilla versus Kong for the first time, then that's it's done its job. Yeah. The yeah. The, the it, it and the by the way that that opening scene that once Godzilla by the way when you saw that preview of seeing Godzilla come up you're like wait how in the hell are they on top of aircraft carrier well when you get into the film they're like physics mean nothing in this film so uh, as I stated doing, yes as exactly, I stated as, physics as means stated, nothing physics means squat so let's just do awesome stuff and the some of the best action films at times just say look. You're watching fantasy. Let's get into fantasy. Now there are times it, it goes too far and it breaks the the um, oh, I'm, off the top of my head I'm, I'm blanking on the term, but uh, uh, suspension of disbelief. When you're, uh, yes, suspension of disbelief. Yeah. Thank you very much. Um, it, it if it breaks the suspension of disbelief too much, you're like, yeah, okay, come on. This though, I can believe Kong leaps from ship to ship. Hops on top of an aircraft carrier, which one of my absolute favorite shots is when he he lands and the mm -hmm. ship rides, and we get that sh this the Jaws shot of Godzilla coming through, and Kong is in the distance roaring and he's posing and posturing. I'm just like that. That's a wall. That is a mantelpiece right there in itself, because it's in in terms of fighting in, in movies of martial arts movies. When you have the good guy fighting the bad guy, you can't just have him like run in, blah blah, because that means nothing. Yeah. Uh, I I always point people to the raid. The raid builds up fight sequences beautifully because you start with the grunts, you start with the the just the, the disposable yeah. guys, but then you start moving up, and you're introduced to a character called Mad Dog, and he starts beating up people. Well, we've had two movies already of watching Godzilla and Kong beat up other monsters, so now it's like. Okay, let's see how this is. We're already we're pre-invested, and when they finally when they get when Godzilla climbs on top of that aircraft carrier, gets up, roars, and you get it from that that point of view of like you're on the aircraft carrier, and the second they just turn to Kong, Kong doesn't even wait, and he's already mid punch, and just just throws a haymaker at Godzilla. All right, I'm like you know the, the rest of the movie could just end, like the movie could end right here, and I'm satisfied. I never thought I would see this in my entire life. All as a kid, I was told rights, rights. They never. This is never going to happen again. But now we live in a world where hey, anything is over, possible. Twenty twenty has shown possible. us anything is possible. I have honestly the biggest the biggest thing that got this movie going is Marvel. I have to you have to give it to Marvel because of them introducing the aspect of like a shared universe. Mm -hmm. Which was like, mm -hmm. oh, hey, here's an aspect of money we have not dipped into. Well, now we can do all kinds of crazy things because everyone's getting a chunk of uh, yeah. a, a piece yeah. of the pie, if you will. Yeah. Especially with film. I will say with comics, that has already been done. But, been done but it's yeah. not a big, it's, not, it's I wouldn't say a niche, but more people will be watching live action and animation than they would with yes. comics. Yeah, they're, with, they're reading, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Marvel and DC have been crossing over for years, and everybody's been like, yeah. they sell what, like a couple of hundred, you know, thousand units of that. With a movie, though, you're getting mm -hmm. half, of, you're getting half the world mm -hmm. to watch it. Mm -hmm. And this being the first major rollout, honestly, it's the first major rollout of of HBO Max's plans. I know that they've had three other films out. They didn't really connect the way they would, and honestly, that's probably. Not for the better. I'm not not you know hounding on those films. I'm saying uh, this experiment of day and date 
side release with, um, theatrical and streaming for a big film. Godzilla yeah. and Kong is a huge film, and we still live in you know. Technically, things are still half locked down. I mean, you and I are in California. We're fairly opened up. I think we're at like 50% now. Even so, there are many of those who still can't get out. So this is the greatest. Them being able to see it is a great opportunity. But the better opportunity is the fact that uh, even after you go home, you went and you watched it. And you go home and you're like, God, I wish I could watch that. Just that scene right now. There it is right there. I, yeah, yeah. You I don't think, have to pay for it again. Like I watched no. Wonder Woman, the first one, a few times mm -hmm. in theater because overall I loved the film a lot. Mm -hmm. But if you are someone who only wants certain scenes, like her going into the bell tower or the mm -hmm. ending fight or whatever it is, you'll mm -hmm. have to pay eighteen ninety five. Well, we're in LA, eighteen ninety five, however much it costs, to then watch the whole movie again mm -hmm. to see certain scenes that you want you know so yeah if you didn't want to see it again or you're just not comfortable going out then at least you can re-watch the film multiple times at mm -hmm. home believe me i've 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 i saw it i've i saw it three times before i actually popped it up popped it up opened it up on my hbo max account so uh this the day after i got home i had a buddy call me he's like are we gonna go watch him like oh yeah, a win. He's like, uh, well, there's a showing in like 45 minutes. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, just. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Yeah. So, getting to watch it like that, but then going home and breaking down these these action sequences, it just gives it that much more, that much more life and oomph. And that's again, like I said earlier, one of the reasons I wanted to wait because I wanted to really kind of, kind of go through uh, a lot of the details of this stuff. Uh, we haven't even gotten that. The, that battleship sequence was, again, like I said freaking phenomenal that doesn't even begin to the por the portion of going to the hollow earth godzilla on the move uh the hong kong battle sequences and the ending uh we just so much but before we get into that let's talk about there there are issues with the film and so are we just gonna, gonna are, are we just gonna start with all the uh, the bad so we can end with all the good let's you know yes i like to do that <laughs> let's end on the positive okay just i know you got some criticisms and i think you and i share the same thing so oh. let's let's get into that so the pay the the characters the characters in this film and the film itself especially if you watch a lot of movies you can kind of tell like ah there's some certain things missing here i can it feels like that maybe 20 minutes in the opening was gone because we just kind of jump in yeah and yeah yeah not only that but there's also other aspects that it felt like hey why is brian michael t like why why does he hate apex so much and why is he doing why is he running a podcast to tell everyone why he hates it so much these are things that were kind of just glossed over for the sake of moving things along um the yeah the film being under two hours it definitely you sit there especially on my third fourth watch i'm like ah yeah i'm i'm very curious what was left on that cutting room floor because it does feel like there was a mandate here and um not to go too deep into uh hollywood you know, into like some like studio lore and stuff like that warner brothers doesn't exactly have the greatest track record for letting the director finish their own cuts of their film uh ironically we just got a film from a director whose movie was butchered three and a half years ago. They came out two weeks before yeah. this, hence the reason why this was moved to the end of the month. 
this very much does feel like it's in line with, hey, Adam, you, you, you did a great job, but we're going to take it from here and uh, we're going to whittle it down to the nitty and the gritty. And then if it works, you'll get all the credit. It very um, much feels yeah. like that. I mean, there was an interview with him where he said he felt that he was also hired because as I'm I apologize in advance, I'm going to be moving around. But mm -hmm. he was hired because of his low budget, quick editing, mm -hmm. least money and time wasted and spent type yes. of person. Um, for those who want to bring up Death Note, that's an entirely different story. I don't blame him on all that. That that's different. But I I'm saying with this, <laughs> but I'm saying like with his other things, that's kind of why he was hired. Um, other than I'm sure he was pitched and he had good ideas, but yeah. some people, some directors, you know, will use more or less money. And when it comes down to it, Hollywood entertainment is about money. So you definitely don't want to waste that, you know, for every day this is happening, a million dollars is coming out of our budget type of situation. Um, I know he said something like usually it's two to three weeks on a post-production editing, but for him, they did everything in five days. Mm. So he's like, you know, I felt that was the reason why one of the positive attributes that the studio mm -hmm. liked about me was because I was able to do that. So I'm not like defending or offending him. That's just mm -hmm. kind of what we were yeah. following and reading in an interview. And every director is hired for their own purpose of the studio. Very much so. Very much and so. This, and this could be a movie that could be made on a tight, tight, tight budget, or it could mm -hmm. be made with a $300 million budget. So mm -hmm. obviously if you're a studio, you don't want to, you, you, if you don't yeah. have to go 275, 300 million, then you don't want to mm -hmm. go that route because it's about money. Yeah. And this, in this, and the sad thing was, was that when this was greenlit, no one had any idea what the hell was coming. And the mm -hmm, fact that mm -hmm, the country mm -hmm. would be closed down for a year. So mm -hmm. uh, I'm pretty sure that that had a little bit to do with what the final version we saw was. Mm -hmm. um, I, it does sound like, again, not, I'm not trying to compare and contrast these, but the, the it does feel like there are certain similarities. So mm -hmm. we had Batman versus Superman. Say what you will about that film. Say what you will. But yeah. we're, not yep. talk, we're not talking about nope. the quality. We're, nope. we're talking about the actual film itself. That film came out. And yeah. they were, Warner Brothers was doing the exact same thing here. They had a film that came out, and then they had the next entry ready to go. Yes, like they were getting yeah. ready to start filming, much like Godzilla, King of the Monsters, and Godzilla vs. Kong. So as that as Batman vs. Superman came out, it seemed like Warner Brothers was listening to a lot of the criticisms on, mm -hmm. on Twitter and wherever else on the internet, and they made adjustments to the final film that eventually came out in theaters. Again... Say what you will about either of those, but they were listening and trying to yeah. improve upon the things that yeah. people were complaining about. Yes. That's what it really felt like here, where when Godzilla King of the Monsters came out, people were like, it's great, but I can't see anything. It's a little long, and the humans are kind of like, eh. I, I didn't have <laughs> really as many problems as those people, but uh, I they're, they're, they're justifiable criticisms. I'm, they, yeah. They're... There's the criticisms, I'm like, you're high, and then there's like, okay, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. So it very much felt like this, where almost all the main action sequence, everything with Kong nearly is lit up in broad daylight. I think there's like two scenes of him really not like, like in the dark. Yeah. But even yeah. then, it's not in the dark, dark. Like, 
it is properly lit. Like there is constantly a spotlight on him somewhere. Yeah. And it did feel like the the you know they took the like less humans more monsters uh, to heart because I believe I want to say there's like only 25 minutes in this film where one of the monsters is not on screen at any given point. Like, yeah. It, it that's the thing that blew me away. I'm just like. I don't even think there's a Toho film that goes this long with this amount of monster time per screen. Uh, I have to go back and really look at it, unless someone online's already like uh, written down how much time there's. But while Godzilla isn't in it a ton, excuse me. That's okay. Uh, That's okay. I'm going real Batman right now. Yeah, I know. As, as, as like the uh, the the R. Uh, sorry, everyone. Um, no, no. Just no, doing I... the, she's doing the shadow <laughs> thing where she gets back and her eyes light up. She's I know. I just more. like. <laughs> <sighs> um, but no, it does. It, the the human element did feel like it was. They chopped as much as the story would allow without it turning into a convoluted mess. Um, again. You can argue, you can argue the merits of that, but it's the movie yeah. still at least yeah. makes sense for the most part, um, and it really does feel like they took a lot of that to heart. So they gave us a lean. And to back to my to point before I get too far off, the fact that this is the first launch for um, HBO Max, it's the first movie being open yeah. or opening yeah. in a post-pandemic world. Yeah. I, they wanted to squeeze that orange or that 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 fruit as much as possible. So getting a, a under two hour film in, making it as it as widely enjoyable to as many people as possible, that was the goal. And I do not fault them on that in any way because again, the film still turned out to be wildly enjoyable. And the thing I did notice, I have noticed in the last few weeks since it's released, uh, kids are eating this thing up, and that is a very good thing. The fact I've gone to many Walmarts and many Targets, and there's not one Godzilla piece of merchandise left. Those pegs are bare. That is a very good thing. So keeps the next generation going. Because again, let's not let's remember these movies are fun, fantasy, they're entertainment, and most of us, if not all of us, got into these things as children. So you got to keep the uh, you got to keep the fandom going. Much like Star Wars. Star Wars is like yes, we know the older fans are out there. But you got to build the next generation, too. Yes, yes. And for those, I was, like, leading forward. I was trying mm. to read our beautiful comments only to realize that Chris is wonderfully hosting this, and I can't respond. But thank oh. you for everybody. We'll work on that. We're going to work on that. We'll I know. work on that. Well, I can't, I can't answer. Yeah. So I wasn't, I, was tr- I wasn't trying to be rude and looking like I wasn't, I wasn't listening yeah. to you. No, she's no. not doing this. Like... <laughs> I know. I was like, what am I doing in my little Batman lighting that's happening? Um. No, I, I completely understood what you mean. I felt like a lot of the human elements. Okay, I know people who have listened before, and Chris mm-hmm. knows my freaking rant. I understand you cannot have a two-hour movie. I mean, you can. But mm-hmm. with only kaijus fighting or seeing them because it can be really exhausting. I think I called it the Black Hawk Down where I sat in the theater and I got no rest, no reprieve from beginning to end. I was just extremely, great movie, extremely mm-hmm. stressed out. Mm-hmm. So I understand that you don't want to be extremely stressed out watching whatever the heck they're doing. And I do feel that there are, there should be humans in this film. There should be human elements to this film. Um, but I felt like a lot of them didn't need to be there. Like the people that needed to be there 
mm-hmm. could be Doc, you know, Sarazawa, which mm. we don't know what his relation is to previous Sarazawa. So that's all I'm going to say it's on a, that. Yeah. You just need one sentence. You just need one sentence. That's yep. all you need. It. I'm not. I'm not asking for like a whole dialogue about why you and your dad are two different people or whatever. But just mm. one sentence is fine. So we needed that. I think we needed Gia. She's very important. The little girl is very important. Um, we could have the director of Apex. We, you know, couldn't. And then maybe a few others, but most of them, you could take them out of the plot and it could still move along, right? But there are certain people. I, let's just say there were 10 humans. I didn't, I didn't really get to count depending mm-hmm. how many. If, you, if there was 10, I really felt you only needed three or four. Yeah. And I did... I, I understand why Millie Bobby Brown was in it as much as mm-hmm. she was. Um, Kyle Chandler does surprise me because they were so front and center in King of the Monsters, but really for him, they used him very sparingly. I'm he's, okay he's, with that. He's essentially the Nick Fury of this film. Like he pops in, gives the exposition. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. Stop Godzilla, and then yeah, that's it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I felt like like you were saying, uh, loved the opening. I think it's mm-hmm. really great. We got to see what. Kong was doing, it was very interesting to see the reveal of where he actually was. Everyone knows this is a spoiler episode. But there were a lot of things that we felt, like you said, was cut out, which Mm -hmm. was where there's no way you could have built that, and Kong don't know, okay? Uh, Mm -hmm. There's no way you could build that. He's being tranked way Mm -hmm. too easily. There's, as, as... I don't know how to say this about that. As someone who has experience in tranquilizers, I mean, I haven't been. For those who didn't mm. know, I I did I did wildlife veterinary, so mm. I understand it's very hard to take him down. Mm-hmm. Uh, three, um, there was definitely some not editing, like you said, there were parts missing. Like we don't know how Sarazawa was related. We don't understand how Kong was so easily being transport it why wasn't flying him your first option mm-hmm. actually the way godzilla moved i would have mm-hmm. not been surprised if he leapt out leaped out of the water and caught kong as he was yes. in the air but yes. whatever it's fine like why mm-hmm. wasn't that your first thought i i don't mm-hmm. understand there was just kind of a lot there i would like something much more streamlined and simple you didn't need to add everything that was extra but i understand that people feel connected to face actors mm-hmm. really well. Um, I just, there was so much, like Apex is such an important company. There's no way they wouldn't have figured out a dude was podcasting, especially yes. for a, for a yes. person that did not use, and it's fine. I could well, have let that the, go. The thing, the actual, but the thing I is think... he didn't, he didn't hide his voice. No, he didn't no. do the thing that you see in like a FBI reenactment. Mm-hmm. Where the guy's in darkness, much like how I am now, yeah. and the voice has changed so that they didn't know who it was. <laughs> but for whatever reason, it's very easy to tell that a person who doesn't hide his voice is also working for your company. Exactly. Um, I like, you know, Maddie's friend. Um, you, d- she could have easily have stolen her father's car. Yes. Or someone else's car. He was just there to be there and then we can talk about the ending of just when i thought this kid was going to have use 
it turned out to be no like no he could could have been completely exercised from the film there were just so many characters that could have been exercised from the film but there the little girl is not one no i'm not saying she is one g is is integral to the film yes honestly she's yeah yeah probably the best part the best character in the entire film too yeah yeah this girl but this girl reminds me of the little girl in uh the the dream sequence in pacific rim when you get to see Mako as a little girl and she's running mm. from Onibaba yeah, yeah, yeah. and she's freaking out and you're just like, oh my God, please, someone save her. And, you know, Raleigh's behind her. He's like, this is, it's all a dream. This yeah. girl is up there with that. Like, I don't think she's an actor either. I think they found her. Like, just the fact that she could sign, I think that was the main, the, the main um, yeah. crux to her oh getting um, uh, uh, hired for the, for the role. But she knocks it out the park. She's fantastic. And she's got, like, charisma to spare on this. Like, she, again, with, without having to speak, she does far more acting than half the other crew in this film. Like, yeah, she's emoting. She emoting. emoting. Like, the, the when she's signing to Kong and that little tear is running down her eyes, like, you legitimately believe it's like, please, for the love of God, don't die on me. But go out there and do what you need to do. You're like, I, I was surprised Rachel Hall didn't die. Oh, Rebecca yes. Hall, excuse yes. me, Rebecca Hall, I'm so sorry. Um, she alive. Yeah. Uh, and I was, oh yeah, no, the little girl didn't didn't need to go. And I'm not a huge fan of, it depends on how they're being used. I'm not mm-hmm. a huge fan of children just being there for the sake of like a plot point to drive them forward. But yeah. she actually does have purpose, yes. which I did really like. Mm-hmm. And so... I really, I really like that. And she is very good without speaking mm-hmm. and everything. She had a much like Kong, yes. much more, very good at the facial emote, which, which I love. There was so many, I wouldn't say like stupid I decisions think- being made. Mm-hmm. I will say this. And we can, I guess we can go on with the adults later. <laughs> I think all of history has said that we understand why people don't trust adults. So when everybody mm-hmm. was like, why didn't you tell me Kong could sign? Well, he mm-hmm. don't want to. I'm like, because Kong don't trust humans. Exactly. Charles, exactly. I mean, adult, adult humans, right? Yes. And it was this whole thing. And I love that the reasoning of why she was the only human left on that island mm-hmm. was something close to a Roanoke, mm-hmm. where it's just everyone disappeared in a store. That. And by the way, I'll, we'll go into that in oh a little bit God. because I actually uh, listened, I listened to the book on tape. Oh. So. Uh, with those that usually yes. use an earlier version of the script, and uh, at the end, when we get to towards the end, they ex- the last half of the film is not is the last half of the book is very much verbatim what the last half of the movie is. But the first yeah. half, there there was a lot cut out. So, and they actually do explain what happens to that uh, to the iwi. Um, yes. Yes. So. Yes. I I I did feel though because you did the book, mm-hmm. you did the auto, the audible and the novelization everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like those are things that are good Easter eggs. Mm-hmm. I don't, which you should read because you love them. I don't think mm-hmm. that you should have to read and consume them in order to understand what's going on in the film. Like Star Wars. Yes. Did you just look around? Yes. <laughs> I looked around even though there's many people watching me. But yes, I'm just. Because yeah, Disney's I'm, about to take you out if you yeah, say something. I, they're probably monitoring me through my uh, th- through my Mandalorian figures over on my shelf right now. They're like. Hold on a sec. This guy's talking crap on Star Wars. 
But no, that's exactly what they're what the Disney era is very guilty of right now. They are, oh hey, you don't understand this character. Why is Palpatine back? You got to read these three comic books and this novel in order to understand the rest of it. I'm like, no, no, you don't. You can fill in the backstory, but give me a good reason as to why. So yeah, I, but that I think that's not exactly what we're doing. The, what they did here, I got. It does feel like that they did film all this stuff and it was just cut for time yeah um which uh, is which is kind of sad because the way they describe it, it was very integral to gia and kong's relationship uh especially yeah. with, with what happened but we'll go to that in the end remind me to come back to that um alexander skarsgård what'd you think of him you know i understood he was a little bit of a later addition if i remember correctly just to let everyone know 2020 mm -hmm. has totally wiped my memory of everything <laughs> that's going on mm -hmm. uh he was definitely he was a much he he was fine like in mm -hmm. the beginning i was like okay he's he there right kind of mm -hmm. like rebecca hall they they there they mm -hmm. they there and then towards the end you can kind of see his usefulness yes to everything that was going on obviously one of the things that people had said is you know for someone who's never really flown this aircraft before he he sure knows what he's doing you know when it becomes That's a defibrillator Yep. But let's just say he's a fast learner, right? Whatever. It is um, interesting to see kind of how they used his character toward the end. It may have been mm -hmm. slight, but it was still he he had his he had his usefulness there. I think Rebecca Hall mm -hmm. was there obviously to do the translation, right? Because yeah, that you know that the, I mean she was that, you know there. Yeah. She's supposed to be that and the kind of grounding like okay let's let's stop here you're not going to use the you're not going to use this thing as like a weapon or anything like that but she kind of go along she kind of goes along with it either way they i mean they do give the yeah. reasoning there is at least reasoning for it they're like you know when yeah. Skarsgård shows up he's just like hey look this thing is not going to hold much longer what are you going to do when he breaks it down and you all drown in this superstorm that's a con that's constantly going around the, the yeah. island for some mysterious reason that we aren't told in the film? Yeah, um, I, I did like the fact that two things is that Alexander Skargar's character could have easily have been this weird villain, like yes. or just like always pressing it. But he doesn't. Yeah. He doesn't become no. that. Also, he mentions earlier that Rebecca Hall's character is his colleague. Mm. There was I was very afraid because every time you put two semi attractive people in a screen, they have to have mm -hmm. past history or be in love for mm -hmm. reasons unknown. But there was none of that. There were just yes. literally two colleagues who it was nice knew each other. It was refreshing, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 I mean, yeah. It, it, I'm like, ah, oh, God, they're going to have that like, oh, we used to date kind of thing. But like, no, no, we just, yeah. we worked with each other and he's kind of yeah. a crackpot. I'm like, by the way, he writes a book called Hollow Earth and he works for Monarch and yet his book and his theories are tossed out as garbage, even though they have yeah. practical proof of the very thing that they're taught that he wrote about. Like there are yeah. little giant monsters and stuff. And the, he mentions like, which is a big plot point, which I'm kind of myth that they cut out of his brother going into the hollow earth. And they're like, this is why we can't get to it because there's this weird gravitational anomaly and he killed my brother. I'm like, okay, you could have shown us that for like five minutes because when we cut to him, when we first meet him, he's got the sympathy beard. Like, just the scraggly, like, uh, like, I don't want to take care of myself. I'm depressed. It's, it's. The, yeah, it's yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, and you're sitting there like, 
But why is he so depressed? And all of a sudden, you just get this, you get this random uh, um, uh, information dump. They're like, "Hey, your brother died trying to get in there," and no one believes your work, even though you worked for the company, you worked for this government organization whose sole job is to take care of all this yeah. stuff. Yeah. So that was the part I'm sitting there like, eh, you, probably a few few line changes could have really worked that out in two minutes. You could have given us a two minutes, like the opening of Twister. Why why does Helen Hunt chase tornadoes? Because her father got sucked away in one. You could have shown us at least the plane going in, but it is what it is. I'm not complaining. I'm I'm not complaining too much. Um, let's talk about the the bad guys. Uh, even though they weren't really bad, the villain, the villains of the film aren't exactly villains in general. Like their motivations are actually pretty straightforward, and yeah, um, they're not they're not yeah. sinister in any way, other than maybe breaking a few, you know, international laws of bo- drilling and a few other things like that. But like they're uh, uh, the main character, Walter Simmons, the main character, who by the way, yeah, I liked it. The actor Dam- uh, Damien Blicker, is that how you pronounce his name? Dam- Damien Blicker? I think so. My apologies if I'm butchering that. Uh, by the greatest Ricardo Montalban impersonation I have seen this this year. I'm like, I'm like, oh my god, he's pulling a Montalban with this. Like he's got the he's got the glass of whiskey and he's talking like he's a very he's a very passionate man. A very passionate Latin man. Like you saw him with that cape, yeah. and you knew he was going to be the villain. Yes. He's like, I have made love to many women, and I'm incredibly smart. Um, but when you get to the reasoning behind everything that he does, it's like, you're not really a bad guy. You wreck it, Ralph. You're a bad guy, but you're not a bad guy. Like, his understanding, like, yes, he wants to kill Godzilla. Uh, you, in that world, you can just you can make that justifiable because it's like he's a giant monster and he's already laid waste to two major cities. Yeah. Um, in yeah. in in the storyline that we've already developed, like there's going to have to be a point when these if Godzilla dies, well, you have to defend ourselves. So him building Mechagodzilla is actually, I mean, yes, it is the like man has toyed with things that he does not understand. Or um, man always wanting to be Apex. Yes. And I'm like. It's okay. Yeah, you, don't, it's, you don't have to be apex. You don't every have to time. be apex, but I get why you did what you did. Um, and even then, he's still not like when we had the moment of the Godzilla team of Millie Bobby Brown and and uh, Brian Michael. T- wait, my. And yeah. you realize that both team Team Kong and Team Godzilla doesn't meet together. No, <laughs> they never like once the until the very the end. Yes, they never cross. They, you know what it is? It is uh, in Fifth Element. At no point in that film ever do Bruce Willis and um, uh, 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 oh god, where am I blanking on his name? That's what happens when I get a little far. Um, um, uh, uh, Gary Oldman. They never once cross paths. That the hero and the villain of the film never meet at all in the entire film. So it's kind of cool that you have these two. It it makes sense in the in the the overall story. Like you have Godzilla and you have Kong. These are two things colliding. So. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, having them never meet was up. I'm sitting there, I'm like, huh? Ah, they never, they never talk. That's that's kind of quaint, especially the fact that you have Monarch and two, essentially two sections of Monarch kind of doing two different things at once. But it's fine. Uh, Ren, a little disappointing because I felt like there was much more that can be done with this character. Yeah. If these movies do continue, though, I'll say this: 
it does feel like that they have set him up to be they, he could be a bigger element going forward in the lore that they're building because it does they don't he's exactly dead. Mm, he got electrocuted he got electrocuted and that's all we saw Easily, to me, easily. to me, he's as dead as that dog in the beginning of Godzilla 2014. Because I'm sad about the dog, not about the dog. Him, got sorry. away. The dog but, got away. Oh gosh, he's the, dead. The, he's fine. That family did not live because those that glass is not holding that much water. <laughs> There's no way that that 7-Eleven is holding up that that long against that much water. Um, <sighs> no, it did feel like yes, you can explain. You can explain. You don't see him like. You know, like just blood stuff. You just see him like ah, and he just slumps. Easily explain away that yes, he can still be alive, but the Deus Ex Machina of the machine that he was in could opens up many possibilities if they are going to continue this thing down. I really do hope that they that whoever if they continue doing these movies that they really do use him as a not exactly a ongoing like maybe a villain but a, an ongoing thorn in maybe monarch's side because it does feel like especially well let's uh, he was connected to Gid, to Ghidorah's brain like uh, saw, it's Kevin yes he drifted he drifted with Ghidorah like but that, again a lot of like uh, a lot of like swiping of some Pacific Rim like material was done in this film too yeah but yeah, you yeah. can honestly you can easily explain he's still alive now his mind's shot because he has seen things that no one was meant to see. Uh, there's Do you think many... Kevin's in him? Kevin could be in him, or he got a glimpse of what Kevin knows and what Kevin has seen. And uh, by the way, just just the writer of me sitting there, I'm like, there's like nine million possibilities. Like, here's how you set up alien invasion uh, in these movies. Now you have Ren has all this in his mind now, and he's like, I know things. Like he's and he can have him like a little crazy. Like he's just like. A little twitching is just like there are things coming that you don't know about. Like yeah. it's it's you could do the thing. You could do what they kind of dropped the ball with on the, the, the Snyder films of Lex seeing like, oh, there's this there's a planet called Apocalypse, and there's a whole thing called New Gods. And uh, they now yes, know Superman's yeah, dead yes. and they're coming. Like you could do that. You could do with that with their yeah, version yeah. of the uh of the Planet X aliens or the or the Keylocks, or you could do uh, the the uh, Simians from the from the uh, planet from the third hole from the from the uh, planet from the third planet from the black hole. Getting that mixed up, or you create your own like race. The Hollow Earth stuff alone opens up a million other things. That's the thing yes. I'm looking forward to the most because there's so many thoughts on the Hollow Earth. But okay, go first. Go. No, no, no. No, go. You go. I was you go. like, oh, um. I, you know what? I love the Hollow Earth theory, not just in the MonsterVerse. I just like Hollow Earth in general. So mm -hmm. journey to the center of Earth, everything, all that. Never know where the sun comes from. Mm -hmm. So let's just suspend, suspend this belief there, okay? I, I don't understand. Um, I liked how – I love the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I did like the shock uh, humans had when they were like – First of all, I hate the fact that they tricked the little girl and Kong to go there. Mm. That just that just makes me so mad. This is why mm. no one trusts adults. But um, with him there, I like the shock when there were other Titans, and I'm like, people. Mm -hmm. Kind of, I mean, okay, whatever. So you shouldn't be shocked, right, that there are other Titans there. Um, then he's smart because Kong touches the rocks mm -hmm. floating just to yes. see that they're, and then that's how he gets to the. Mm other landmass right is yes. up up is right so that depends on how you guys want to see it mm -hmm. he's smart enough to do that um 
I we've seen him as very smart. We've also only seen him in Skull Island. So yeah. granted, he did not make the weapon or the axe, but mm. sure, his ancestors could have. The throne and the kingdom, his little castle that he's in, I could see why some people felt is very man-made. So mm-hmm. I've seen people say, who made that? I'm like, well, Kong's people made that. Kong's, yeah. Kong's you know, primates. And they were like, what? We gave no indication up until this time, right, yeah. that his kind could do that. They, they seemed closer to primordial primates than they are sophisticated human beings. More but, Neanderthalian than, than actual gorillas. Yeah. Like so they, they have, they can, yeah. com, they can form complex yeah. thoughts. They can, they can yeah. Again, all things, all things I'm yeah. sitting there, I'm like, yeah. there's, there's so much here that you guys have set up, but you're not, you're not touching. Yeah. You have a buffet of ideas, but yeah. you're only picking off like, yeah. like, like here's an olive here. And then here's a piece yeah. of salami there. I love the giant crabbies. They're mm-hmm. so cute for those. I love arthropods, mm-hmm. so I love the giant crabs. Um, I I guess it must be innate, but he killed a war bat and immediately ate it. And I'm like, this is mm-hmm. like the trial and error of humans, of whether <laughs> yes. they figured out a mushroom or berry is edible or not. Mm-hmm. I was like, Someone's got to go first. <laughs> I was like, what if you get sick, Mr. Kong? But mm-hmm. it was fine, right? He did what he did. They get there, and I think it's obviously could set up a much bigger universe and everything yes. that kind of oh, happens god yes it is interesting how would i say it? it's interesting first of all that poor dude's home already got destroyed not mm-hmm. destroyed but it was already there yeah. uh we got to see i guess my to kind of see more of the world of hollow earth is very interesting uh, we get to see that underneath is the lava, which is what the core is. Like people mm-hmm. think what the core of the earth is. I They definitely touched upon a lot of things, but we, you know, hopefully we'll see more of it in the future. I mm-hmm. liked how they kept saying it is an ancient rivalry because when he puts mm-hmm. down the ax, that's also somehow a key. Yes. Uh, you get to see the light up around the throne and it's very Godzilla-like. Mm-hmm. I have I have thoughts on that too, for what it was trying to explain. What, yeah, what, yeah. What I feel the movie was playing, but fin, go ahead, finish up. It's I I think it's very beautiful. I think one of the major shots could be I call it a wallpaper moment, like when uh, Gia and Kong touch. That's a wallpaper mm-hmm. moment. Meaning oh, you yes. can screenshot it, put it on your mm-hmm. laptop or your TV screen. Seeing Hollow Earth is a very wallpaper shot. And it's yes. very beautiful, and it's really, really good to look at. And I think I would like to ex- just like have a movie just about Kong and Hollow Earth. I still feel that he's the only one of his kind left, which makes me mm-hmm. very sad. But you know, there could be but more of them Hollow out Earth, there. Because it looks like we only saw maybe a few, like 50 miles of Hollow Earth. It feels like it feels like they they were yeah. there for like 20 minutes and they found the thing they were looking for. Um, which again, if you want to talk about suspension of disbelief, just happened to be right under Hong Kong where all the, all the craziness was going on. Um, but the holler, but the, the beauty about the holler, I, they, I love they've been building this thing for, since, uh, Kong Skull Island. Yeah. It's like, hey, and we, I thought we got a glimpse of it in the last film. Turns out, no, that wasn't even a glimpse of that. Like, there's levels to this thing, but the true Hollow Earth where we went in this film. Uh, I'm like, uh, this, 
this is straight out of Burroughs. Uh, I'd love, I'd love the, the Pellucidar saga from uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs. There is a lot of that element in this. Like the idea of the landscape, like it's a reverse of what you would see. So instead of seeing a horizon that dips, you see like just land that goes up and then there's more things above it. Um, in that in that series, they explain that um, the core of the earth is actually the sun for the for the inner world, if you will. And okay. Okay, you've answered everything... you've answered yes. my questions. But the thing that Burroughs never thought of is like, oh yeah, like you're in the mantle of the Earth. There's gonna be weird gravitational anomalies, but we didn't know that back in like 1919 when he wrote that novel. So yeah. uh, it does feel like that these writers have been like they it does feel like they love Burroughs. Like there there's a lot of the the pulpiness mm -hmm. of Burroughs in this film, and honestly for Kong perfect that's the way you want to go godzilla feels late you lean heavier into the sci-fi kong you lean heavier into the pulp and you want something with a little little swashbuckly mm -hmm. uh, not so heavy on tech a little more on just adventure a man against nature itself um but yes there are thousands of ideas and in, in ways you can go like we don't even know what the hell is down there the war bats we saw which were awesome by the way i love that sequence so far with like the biggest things, but it does elude there might be more Kongs down there. It does elude there there might be more Godzillas down there. It eludes that there's God only knows because the thing is it, the Hollow Earth is technically I believe it's supposed to be the reflection, like it at least in in the Burroughs um, world, the land masses reflect the oceans and the oceans reflect the land masses under there. But this feels like they're okay. just kind of going with their own thing, and the up is down and down is up because. There's a weird gravitational field, so you could be looking at like mm -hmm, ten miles mm -hmm. up, and there's a whole there's someone waving at you, like, "Hey, what's going on?" Mm -hmm. Because that's just how the gravity works there. The Kong Temple was the biggest thing. I'm sitting there, I'm like, "Ooh, like they're 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 getting into like new territory with Kong." And to go, you know, this will go into my this is my favorite incarnation of Kong. I love the idea of making Kong an exceptionally smart like super species i love the idea that he had mm. like the kong species might actually be like a weird offshoot of man in in, their, in our evolutionary uh terms but the fact oh that i was gonna say are we going like full kryptonian or gallifreyan here i don't think where they're full, just like i don't think i well evolutionary wise i mean if he's just a big ape they're still related to us in some sense right right but i mean they're not i mean we're they're, i mean Apes, uh, chimps and apes aren't as close related or chimps and gorillas aren't as related as you know we are to chimps like that we're not we're not well, it's not you know nitpick, nitpick there but i would say that the idea of them like especially kong learning doing the sign language like yeah you can sit there and yeah. you can learn like the idea that a whole group of these like a whole race yeah. like they can sit there plot these yeah. things out like you know we're going to build effigies of ourselves we're going to build a kingdom like yeah everything that you look at like that was not built by people that was built by the kongs yeah and you see the strewn yeah. like um the just the the corpses they're laying around when kong pulls that by the way i love holy crap do i love that battle axe it's so awesome it is one of the greatest things to be inserted into the lore since uh shin godzilla had godzilla shoot the beams out of his spikes was something i always wanted to see as a kid i mean i think a lot of us assumed that he made it i think so too. there was there did. was some disappointment when we realized he just kind of picked it up I, but I, it implies that his previous ancestors yes. made it 
Yes, because when you look close at that thing, I don't know what... The bone lights up red. So it doesn't exactly like... It doesn't feel like it's a Godzilla bone. It feels like it's something else. But if you look at the... The spike's definitely a Godzilla spike. And the the wrapping is skin from a Godzilla. When you're looking you look at it... Oh, close, I didn't look that like, closely. Like, I mean, oh, I was on my couch yes. looking at my TV. So I didn't get to see it as close as I would on like a large yeah. IMAX screen. No, I st- I paused my TV. That's the thing I went back to get the details. Like when the when Kong throws the axe the first time, and it lands, yeah. and they show it like flickering, like the power's gone. Like I pause, I'm like, what is that wrapped in? In its skin, you can see his scale, like the scales of Godzilla and everything on it. I'm like, that's brilliant, brilliant. Um, and and not only that, but that leads into when you get to that sequence, you're like, oh. This is why Godzilla is such an a-hole to Kong. Because here's the thing. People don't... If you're not paying attention to the lore that they put up with these films, Kong is still young. Like, they explained that in the last film. But he's really young. Like, he's... This film kind of... So, the way that they preface it in um, in Skull Island, like, he was, like, a teenager still. And I believe in the uh, comic books, like, he was actually born in the 1800s. So he's very young in comparison to just about anything else around them, especially Godzilla. Godzilla is old. He's an old man in these films. He is grumpy, he is pissed, and he has seen some shit. And when you go down... But they move the opposite of that, though. Not to interrupt. Like, Kong moves like a tired old man, half Teddy, RIP Mm -hmm. for those who knew that dog. Mm -hmm. Or if you look up, there are articles where they said that they try to... I mean, I didn't get to look more into it, but there's a very old Clint Eastwood type of old man vibe to it. Yeah. But then Kong, who is like an old man, the last two films mm-hmm. moved like he got moved like he got some sort of medication in him, and he's just a young man again. I don't. Yeah, I think Kong Kong feels like he's like he's a fighter. That's yeah. You know, after every fight, it's like I'm oh, sorry, Godzilla. Fight. Godzilla moved. Yeah. Did I say Kong? God, yeah, Godzilla yeah, no. moved like he had he had medication in him, and he was yes. just young again. Because when you see the last, the first two films, Godzilla's lumbering. He, he walks like a bear. His arms sway, but he's got that look. He's just like, God, I gotta do this again. I'm tired. I'm so tired. I just want to go nap. That's all I want to do. Yeah. Time. Yeah. I love yeah. that. I do love again. I like what you're saying. I love the Clint Eastwood, old man Eastwood, like, like he's just like I, I gotta go do my thing. Like like an old King Thor, Odin on the yes. throne type well, of situation. He still, got it. he still has it yeah. in him, but yeah. when push comes to shove, he can he can throw it down. But at the end of the day, he's like, the arthritis is kicking in the hips. <laughs> like, ah, oh. all right. But you know, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go reset. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna Damn go it! And I'll be fine. I'll be fine. Just I need like five hours of sleep. Where Kong Kong is like Kong is now Kong has lived through Kong has lived a hard life. He's a street kid. Kong has lived a hard life. Like, everything's trying to kill him constantly. He's still skull crawlers, and God only knows what was on there. He's scarred up. He looks like a, he looks like a deathmatch wrestler with just all the scars on him from, like, a lifetime of, yeah. like, dealing with monsters. So, but that's the thing, though. Kong does not understand his heritage. He doesn't know really where... He, skull Island is all he's known in the lore that they've built in these films, from the comic books to this. All Kong has known is living on that island. He's never gone off the island. He's never been anywhere else. And that was very apparent when he's at the entrance of Antarctica and he's like mm-hmm. looking at the snow. He's just like, what the hell is this? Like, I can see my breath. Oh, yeah, when he got cold, I was so sad. Oh, yeah. 
So when he gets into that, when he gets into that throne room, and you see, it's like when, uh, it's like in Lord of the Rings when they go into um, Helm's Deep, mm-hmm. and you know, Gimli's like, oh, it was a great mining thing, and they get there, and he's like, what happened? Like there's a slaughtering, and you know, Legolas is like, orcs, it was orcs. When you get into this this Kong throne, he's he's looking around, he's just like, God, there's so much bodies, there's just skeletons everywhere of yeah. Kongs and Godzillas. Like, something went down. He has no... He understands, like, oh, my people went were at war with that thing I just fought. So he pulls the axe, and he's like, all right, cool. Like, there's that sense of, like, pride, like pride in your community and, and who you are. Where I theorize... Like, and it, it, the, this is just what I'm getting from the film, um, kind of relaying. Godzilla was there. Like, he saw... the He was there for the war with the Kongs. And that made that made the, the, the character arc of making Godzilla a complete a-hole that much sweeter. Because here, here the way that they built the, the the adversaries in this in these this film series so far have been the Mudos, which are essentially serial yeah. killers of the Godzilla world. Like 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 all our purpose is is to mate, murder you, and then in in put our young to feed upon your corpse. Like they are the serial killers of the Godzilla species. So Godzilla, when they wake up, he's like, "All right, I gotta go stomp these. I gotta go stomp these efforts out before they do. Before they do me in." Ghidra, that's his Joker. That is his rival. That is like the only thing that can truly stand to test his measure as a as a uh, as, as a fighter, if you will. Like that is the one thing. That is the one person. Like when he gets, he's like, "All right, I gotta go beat the crap out of this guy because if he doesn't, he's gonna beat the crap out of me." These are the two that are equal. They're the they are the op. They are the unstoppable force and the, the immovable object. Like one of them will murder each other. Kong, though, that's gang war. Godzilla doesn't care for him. He's like, like Kong can do nothing to him. He's like, I'm gonna go shoot that guy right now because his gang screwed up my gang, and I'm all here for it. Because he and Kong's like, I don't know what I did. He's like, I don't care. Your mom put an axe in my dad's head. Your brother put an axe in my sister's head. And you know what? You're gonna pay for it. And that's what makes those little scenes, like when Godzilla comes up in the um, in the fiery water after beating the crap out of Kong, like he's sitting there, he's like, yeah, yeah, eat a dick. And he just takes off. And you're just like, why, why is he so mad? When you go down there, you're like, he was there. He saw it. He saw the hell. Oh, I lost Jessica. All right. I'm going to wait a minute while she tries to get back. So, uh, yes. Oh, my God. That that aspect of this film of creating the rivalry, if you will, magnifique. I I, I absolutely enjoyed that part. Um, just it, him being so angry when you see that when you finally see that point, and you're, he, Kong doesn't understand. Kong just is like, all right, this guy's been attacking me, so I got to defend myself. And you know what? Now I get when he goes to the hauler, he's like, okay, I get a little bit of the history. Screw him, too. But I'll say this. Here's a theory I got. It does look like the Kongs started the war. Because um, when you look at the energy that's emitting in the halls, when Kong charges his axe, that should be the big thing right there, when he charges the axe, uh, that looks like that was the power source for all the, the Godzilla species. And it felt like the Kongs moved in on their territory because... Either they wanted that, or there was something else there that they had to push the Godzilla out with. So, 
Uh, hold on a second. I'm going to try to get Jessica back in here real quick. She's coming back, everyone. Be back in one second. So, just, oh, but it brings me to the to the end fight. I'm gonna I'm trying to wait for Jessica to come back. Uh, but past that, yes, all fantastic. There are many many ways that this series can go. Just on if they don't ever bring Godzilla back ever again, uh, I'm actually I'm, I'm I would be cool with that if they continue with Kong. Kong it feels like there are hundreds of stories they can tell, especially with the lore they've built. And for a long time, I've always wanted a solo series of Kong's films. I wanted his own rogues gallery. I get it. Kong fights dinosaurs and occasionally fights Godzilla. Give him his own King Eater. Give him give him his Joker. Give him some allies. Give him some buddies. Uh, pretty much every uh, going that Kong has been in, he's always on his own. I want to see a world built around Kong. I want Kong... To have, like the Hollow Earth, especially, opens up a dozen different things, um, including an evil Kong. Especially if we have other Kongs still living down there. I love that idea that there could be more of that uh, going on. Um, just you know, give it. And not only that, here's the thing: if they'll never give it to us in a uh, in a live action form, I want the war done. Like, give it to me in an animated film. I'll accept it even in that weird kind of funky like uh netflix style anime as they want to call it but uh it is not exactly that hold on and we're back oh, sorry about that everyone no it's okay i appreciate uh everybody waiting i don't know what happened to the to the to my internet so i'm reading it happens comment <laughs> it happens and by the way uh who just said it was uh, uh is it Helmy? Yeah, hi. Yes. Who won? I believe he won uh, our. Yeah, he, he did. He won the skull crawler. Did you not? Uh, yeah, he did. Him. Yeah. Uh, I, if this is who I think it is, he's got one of the most awesome setups I've ever seen. I think he posted on on his. Facebook. It's a Godzilla movie theater inside oh of his house. God, it's what I would dream of having. So, by the way, bravo to you, man. So. Everyone's about to uh, see like my <laughs> my kitchen. So That's I might fine. still move everyone's around. Looking at, everyone's looking at the weird photo of Mount St. Helens blowing up that I got in the background. So, yeah, that's the kind of weird crap I got going on here. But, your, but yours, yours is lovely, and we could tie that into the hollow earth before I was kicked out of my stream due to my internet. But you can't really build in a, a kitchen sink into our conversation. However, I, no. am, I am doing it. Oh, no, a bunch of stuff to spell. <laughs> As I whipped, time, people, it's all right. whipped my hair around. Mm -hmm. Okay, I don't know what fell, y'all, but y'all got to y'all got to see a little sneak peek of that. <laughs> you're not, it doesn't look like you're living in squalor at all. So. I mean, I didn't. It was it was really this or my couch because I was gonna show my um my kitchen is a mess right now, so I just didn't wanna no, didn't I, want. It looks nothing like a mess. So, uh, where were where were we when you got cut off? What do you remember? Hollow Earth. Hollow Earth. Uh, were, was I ranting about how much of um, how much I want to see like a Kong series in Hollow Earth, or how yeah. much? Uh, yeah. My theory. My theory on um, the Kongs going to war because I, I think you know I think I didn't get, you were gone at that point. 
excuse me, of the uh, the Kongs pretty much being the instigators of the war with Godzilla because mm-hmm. when you look at the axe, when they put when Kong puts the axe and mm-hmm. the glow starts coming out, it, it I'm just going off what the movie's giving me. It feels like that's where the gods where the Godzilla's got their power source from. The yeah, glow that they glow from. So it does feel like that they might have started something over that particular territory, and they had that's why they went to war. So might show why Godzilla takes such glee in beating the crap out of Kong when he does. Yeah. Um, but that being said, I want 19 films of, of the Hollow Earth. I, I, if you want to create a new character, a new monster to put in there, go ahead. And I also want 19 Kong solo films because the way that they built this version of Kong is magnifique. And I want to see him fighting all kinds of crazy stuff. I want to see more Kongs. I want to see... There's so much lore that is here. It would be, it would be a, it would be a national crime to just let it go in any like. Even give me an animated film. I, as I said, I want an animated film of the war. Because here's the thing: at least what Alien vs Predator, as crappy as that film was, gave us. It gave us at least one scene of a bunch of aliens and a bunch of predators fighting each other. Uh, even though in the context of those movies, they're just like, okay. But I'll take it. I'll take whatever they give me. Like I want, I want to see like twenty different Kongs and Godzillas all like beating the crap out of each other. I want to see those acts fashion. I want to see like Kongs ripping them out. It felt like the toys made it seem like this movie was gonna be a little more violent than it actually was. Mm, okay. Yeah, I can see the, that. When you hold on a second, back for a second. I want to show you something. Okay. As as Chris goes get things and. Just figures out lighting once again without everyone having to see my wonderful messy kitchen. Domestic, I am not. Because it, it, when I buy, when I buy Kong. Okay. Yes, I, I see, see. I see Kong has dino damage. I was expecting this in the film. I got this. I got this. That's cool. You see that? I got oh, cool. yeah, 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 yeah. I didn't exactly get that. But that's and too the, deep of a wound. That's it's just... true, but it did feel like we saw a skull crawler get cut in half. And as Mechagodzilla was cutting it, you can actually see the light piercing as the skeleton rips apart. Like, this actually yeah. made sense in the context of the film. Well, I mean, he's also not one of the leads. Not so much, but I'm saying there was room to be like you felt like they were going a little like this is a brawl. This is going to be an all-out action. You could show a little monster blood. I'm not saying don't. I'm not saying go like full R-rated, but a little bit. Jurassic Park is PG-13, and we see dinosaurs. We got to see the Spinosaur and the T-Rex fight each other, and it felt more violent at moments than the the fight sequences we got. But that is that is neither here nor there. Uh, I digress. I digress before I get too too deep into the, some of this stuff. Uh, let's go into the final act of the film because yeah. this is where all the yeah. all the money went into. Yep. The fight in Hong Kong, which this is the second fight in Hong Kong that Legendary has given us in a monster movie. In which, uh, say what you will, are the buildings fragile or are they super well structured? When, when when Kong puts his shoulder back, in, I don't I don't know. Just <laughs> take it for what the city is. Yeah, I don't very... I don't know what's happening. Very much so. They can support a 800-ton animal 
jumping on top of it and climbing it. Uh, and then also sticking yeah. in like stones as he's trying to avoid a you know an a, parkour. A yes, he's parkouring uh, across of it. I and he can does. also hold a axe made out of you know an animal's you know spinal column. Uh, uh, but uh, it, it, but uh, if Kong you know does a drop kick onto Godzilla, then they crumble right underneath it. So yeah, yeah, there was a little hit and miss, but. I think it's just a matter of like if we take this building down, our natural lighting goes away, and then we can't <laughs> see the fight. That being said, the the this film crossed from regular uh, to quote the Simpsons regular villainy to super villainy when Kong activates the axe. Godzilla is literally above above him about eight to ten miles, probably more. Senses yeah, it, yeah. lights up like a Christmas tree. And blast a hole to the center of the earth. I, Thoughts I stopped on and I turned that. To people like, oh my god! Please I, go, please go, please. I want okay, to so so you explained it to me because mm-hmm. he blasts through it. By the way, Godzilla is using mm-hmm. his atomic breath like I just turn on the flashlight. Usually, it takes time and music for the swelling to come up. So for reasons unknown, it's just it's being used willy nilly. But he blasts through. Uh, the as uh, Earth is pretty thick, y'all. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know, but Chris explains it to me later. I don't mm-hmm. believe during that time. I like the idea that it goes through because they could. Mm-hmm. I know that when they see each other, I don't actually think they see each other. I think no. it's just kind of a cool moment. Mm-hmm. But you did explain later on the reason why it was able to go through that quickly is he does go through one of the one of the, the tunnels, yeah. one of the vortexes, which is how mm-hmm. it gets through that much easier. Mm-hmm. That made sense yes. after it was explained to me, because even at that rate, it should have taken Godzilla much longer to uh to blast a hole through Earth. <laughs> well, it's like Fast and Furious Six when the plane is trying to take off and it's coming, mm-hmm. it's going off the longest runway in the entire Eastern or in mm-hmm. all of Europe mm-hmm. because that action sequence is ten and a half minutes long, even though I think it's supposed to equate to three minutes of time, even mm-hmm. three minutes of a plane rolling down uh, a, a runway. That runway has to be as long as the five freeway from getting to LA to San Francisco in order to get yeah. that sequence going. But that is lifting, you know, the, the, that, that is the, that's the magic of movies right there. So Godzilla, like the second he starts, black, I'm like, I'm sitting there like, is he really blasting a hole to the center of the earth? And people in the car were like, that's what it looks like. I'm like, okay, I'm in. That's fine. Like, I, I, if Let's I can do this. Giant mon- yeah, if I, I know. Giant monsters. Yeah. So Kong coming out, it, again, it was just a, it's a deus ex machina. It's just a reason we have to get our main characters back up and we have to have Godzilla yeah. and Kong yeah. fight somehow. So I get it. That's fine. And it's so, this movie's so goofy and cartoony at this point that you you roll along with it. Yeah. Um, but once he once it gets there, oh god, this fight! The fight lived up to everything I I had hoped it would be. And it does again going back to our earlier discussion of it felt like they cut some things out. It felt like maybe one or two moments of Godzilla and Kong's mm-hmm, fight because mm-hmm. there's that buffer when Godzilla or when Kong you see it in, you see it in the trailer when Kong brings the axe up, Godzilla's blasting and charging the axe. Hits him and that blast hits. Godzilla goes flying. Kong goes flying. Godzilla's out. And you see Alexander Skargar is like, well, I guess round two goes to Godzilla. I'm like, 
is that really the end of round two? Because it doesn't feel like it the way that the scene comes yeah. right yeah, back yeah, yeah. in. With Kong, like, Godzilla walking around the city kind of looking, and Kong's, like, waiting, and he just, he does he does the does the John McClane thing where he throws something to get the attention of the of the evil guards with the guns, and as they look that direction, then attacks him. It's still beautiful, though. But literally, like, a minute and a half later, that fight turns, and this is where, I, where Jessica complains, where Godzilla starts moving in ways that he's never moved in his entire... The entire time they've shown him on screen, he's almost crawling, and he is yeah, moving like yeah. an alligator. Yeah. He's, like, snapping. God, Kong is, like, on his back. Godzilla's clawing the crap out of him. And you get that moment when, uh, after he's clawing, Godzilla gets up, and he puts his foot on his chest. And you get that, it's that look on Kong's face. It's the same look my nephews give me, my, my two, three-year-old nephews, when I am annoying the crap out of them. When I'm just like... I pick him up and I'm just like, like I'm like, hey, let's see what's going on. They're just like, oh, please, come on, just can we, can we just be adults here? Like, I don't want to, like, just oh, leave me alone. I'm watching Sesame Street. That look, Kong's like, ah. yeah. And then Godzilla, we get the roar when Godzilla's like roaring in his face, and Kong's like, ah, f off, and he roars back. That little moment of Godzilla just coming, I'm just like, yeah, that's right, stay down. It, you just, you can hear Godzilla swearing at him in your head. You're just like. That's right, and he just moseys off. It's a great moment, and when I talk about these character pieces, like the idea of giving that Godzilla that much character, like he takes glee in harming Kong. Like he didn't take glee in in any of the other monsters' fights. This one he takes glee because this one isn't like a rivalry, a personal rivalry, like with Ghidorah or like he's got to kill this thing. He got to kill the Mutos because they're gonna kill him. This is I'm gonna make this I'm gonna make this guy suffer because I'm gonna make his family made me suffer. I'm gonna make him suffer. You know and, I also see it as he had one job. Mm -hmm. He's off to if you see the toys, it's not a reveal, right? Well, we're it's, it's, that it's in a second too. Yeah, but I almost feel like Godzilla's always a dude who's just trying to live his life, mm -hmm. and he's got one mission, mm -hmm. and people keep interrupting him, and he's tired mm -hmm. AF. And mm -hmm. I felt like he was trying to do one thing and then mm -hmm. Kong just kind of keeps, and then he's just, because he diverts his attention when he gets to Hong Kong. So I felt yeah. like he was one dude trying to deal with two things at the Very same time. So. You know, whether you want to say the other one is a side mission mm -hmm. is, is, is up to whoever interpretation. But I almost felt like when he stepped on him and roared on him, he was like, all right, back to my previous to point actual, of what I'm yes. trying to do. And he's constantly, I feel like Godzilla is, I think of Keanu Reeves very fondly, but in this mm. version, he's the, is the, he's the Godzilla Keanu Reeves where he just wants to be left alone and do his own he's thing. He, he's a man of his own life. He just yes. wants to go ahead and do what he wants to do. And people, he kind of goes along his way, right? He's kind of so like the, the apex, um, apex, uh, the Mecha mm. Kaiju in Pacific Rim Black. He's just, yeah. he's a man of, he's a loner. He does his own thing. And then people keep on interrupting him of what he's actually trying to do. And I felt like Godzilla had to, like, I had to get rid of this in order to go do what I'm going to do, which is yes. what we're going to talk about in the final, in the final thing. Which leads us to the big, when, when this got out, I went, are you effing kidding me? Mecha Godzilla. So now mm -hmm. officially, the big, the big five, have all been in American films. Godzilla, Ghidorah, 
Rodan, Mothra, Mechagodzilla. Those are the big five in terms of Toho's, like, just general, like, those are the money makers. The idea of in this film, I was just like, because I legit thought, like, hey, you're just going to do a movie of Godzilla and Kong fighting you. Maybe we're lucky. They throw in some other, you know, maybe a couple other little monsters here and there. Mm-hmm. But Mechagodzilla was big. Yeah. And it's the whole per- yeah. the whole reason to even have Millie Bobby Brown in the film was just to establish yeah. Mechagodzilla. Yeah, yeah, That's all yes. she's there yes. for. Yeah, very much true. I just, there are so many questions with the Mechagodzilla, but yeah. <laughs> Well, again, let, let's get in it because it does feel like, A, it's a little, they t- again, took a little bit of the playbook out of, uh, they took a little bit of a, a lesson out of the Pacific Rim playbook because the way Mechagodzilla operates yeah. is very much like a Jaeger. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But except remote. Yeah. B, they took two, not one, but two plot points from two different Godzilla films and merged them into this one. So the 93 Mechagodzilla was built from technology uh, uh, reverse engineered from Mecha King Ghidorah. So there was actually a plot point. It's in the manga. It's a plot point in that in that film that was dropped, but it's in the manga, where Mecha King Ghidorah's brain is still in Mechagodzilla's programming. And through their fight, uh, the Ghidorah portion takes over and starts attacking Godzilla during their fight. Like the, the pilots yeah. have no control over it. Uh, they cut that out of the movie, but it, it is in the manga. If you can ever track that down, and then the 2003 film where they literally built a mecha Godzilla yeah. out of the bones of the old old Godzillas, and it goes on a you know a rampage once it becomes sentient. Uh, I, I actually thought of all the things in this film, probably the most clever using the Geeter brain. Not only is it the Geeter brain, it's the Kevin head, so the derpy one. And that's where they're taking the power source. And I'm sitting there. That thing's going to take over. Like, I, I saw oh, it yeah. a mile away. But yeah, it's like, like, it's much more even part than a human I brain. I absolutely yeah. love it. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I absolutely, I'm like, oh, he, <clears throat> the only thing that would have yeah. made it that much better is if they actually had put, like, pieces of the skull inside Mechagodzilla and the thing starts yeah. mutating and turns into, like, a Mecha King Eater sword. I'm fine with it, though. The design is busy. I'll just put it that way. It's a little busy. Okay. Um. Uh. I. 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 It, 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 I do like it. I'm not. I'm not knocking it. It does feel like it does fall a little. It falls into that Michael Bay Transformers era. Looking, I'm like, I get. You're trying to add practicality to this thing. You want the gizmos, the gyros, the, the. But it's also something that really we can't build in. Um, in reality and if we're in a movie where you can buy into godzilla blasting a into the into the center of the earth yeah, maybe zhuzh up uh mecha gods a little bit maybe give him some a little more armor that being said it, when he actually activates and he starts going berserk that scene which was a nice mirror of the moment in uh kong skull island when john min gets he's like he realizes the skull crawlers behind him he's like ah shit and he gets killed and we see that with um with our big bad, bad guy when yeah. the, uh, the claw goes excuse me no it's okay i'm still my oh, mind is still fixated dry. on him getting extra power through what i call wi-fi when they suck <laughs> it when isa gonzalez who is absolutely stunning gets uh yes 
you know, the thing, and then it gets powered up. And I'm like, oh, the power source was Wi-Fi. That's not how that works. That's not how that works. But, again, we're buying into a film where a giant monster blasts a hole to the center of the Earth. Sure. Okay, fine. But, again, it's like, no, no, we wanted to steal this power source because we need this little piece in order to power Mechagodzilla. Not like, we're just going to replicate it. I'm like, it's not how you, that's, okay. Even a fourth grader understands. That's not how energy works, but sure, why not? We'll go with it. So after the Kong fight, and you have Godzilla like, finally like, okay, this is what he was after the whole time. This is what he's going, he senses Kevin. He senses Ghidra's still out there, and that's what he's pissed off. That's what he's coming. That's what he's yeah. been tracking yeah. this entire time, and that's why he's super angry about everything because he's like, "I killed this mf'er years ago, and he's still alive." No, we're not dealing with that. Like he's trying to finish what he started, except now he's in a big cyborg body, and he beats the crap out of him. Where I have a little, like I just said, you know, it's a little busy. The way Mechagodzilla moves in this, oh my god. The fight was awesome. It was so awesome. The way that this thing moves, the second he comes out yeah. and he starts attacking Godzilla, Godzilla r- runs at him and Mechagodzilla just blasts those uh, missiles at him. And you're just like, ooh. But it's the moment when they clash. Yeah. Godzilla tosses Mechagodzilla. It's the rockets. The retro rockets are coming out to... Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Oh! Yeah. And then... Doing, like, versions of the rocket punch. Doing high uh, um, Muay Thai kicks to the to the face. Like, just everything. Like, tossing Godzilla around like he's a rag doll. He's this got the Jaeger hands from Pacific Rim, too. Yes. Yes, he does. <laughs> just picking them up. Blasting them. The energy bolt. Like, doing those energy punches. Like, there is so much super robot in this Mechagodzilla. It is almost to the point that it, it will give you diabetes. Like... It is so much, and I this is this is the sequence I've gone back and watched because I, outside of monsters, uh, super robots are my other like passion. So seeing something like this, like these two, like it's the reason why I, I can't be mad at any Pacific Rim movie, no matter how much people hate on them. They had a they seeing had a Civil War right. moment. I'm sorry. Oh um, yes. The with the two different blue and red energy yeah, beams yeah, coming. Battle. Right, they had a beam battle. Right, they had an Iron Man, mm-hmm. Captain America issue. Right, look, scene, very similar. When Kong gets back into the fight, when he <laughs> finally joins the fray, it did feel like they lifted that Bucky Cap versus Iron Man fight, like almost verbatim. Oh yeah, points, oh they're yeah. Like, they're punching back and forth. Mechagodzilla's going like this, but he's blocking. He's shooting missiles, and you're just you're going like, yes, all of it. Yes, to all yeah. this. The yeah, that... it's it's Hobbs and Shaw and Idris Elba at the yes, at the end yes. at the end. Yes, and not only that, but it the thing that this the sequence two things I I got out of it one probably without a doubt the absolute best monster sequence I've seen done in CG this from top to bottom from the from the beginning of the Hong Kong fight to the very mm-hmm. end. When Kong rips Mechagodzilla's head up and holds it up, which I want that goddamn statue when it comes out, because that is such an awesome moment. I want that thing. I don't care how big side. I know Sideshow's making it. I don't know, but I know I know. Like, <laughs> there's no way they're not, there's no way they're not making that. Oh, God. There's no way you don't do that. Uh, uh, mm. Oh, God. Or Mondo. 
absolutely best. They've no one yeah. has come close to doing monster action like this. The way the the way Wingard follows that, it's clean. It's it's heavy hitting, and you get yeah. shots that they've never done, like following Godzilla as he falls back. Uh, Mech, like the view from the fist of Mecha <clears throat> Godzilla hitting Godzilla. The way Mecha Godzilla's moving, like punching him up into the building, stuff like that. Just it, I can watch it on a loop all day. This this is the drug you can mainline into my arm and I, like just put me into a cryo chamber and like I'll live out the rest of my days. This is this is pure. This is all that is pure and good in the world to me. <clears throat> the <clears throat> the idea of so Godzilla wins it. Let me ask. It was very apparent Godzilla won the fight between Godzilla and Kong, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Because I have been arguing with a few people. They're like, oh, no, it's just, you know, now they're friends. I'm like, there's no, no, no. There's no way they walk into this friends. Like, I don't know what movie you're watching. So when Kong comes back after getting the defibrillator shock and, you know, uh, does the rigs where he pops his shoulder back in uh, lethal weapon style. Yep. When he gets in there, he's just like, okay, this is the greater good. We got to got to defeat this thing. Godzilla is down. By the way, also showing the proper mechanics of the axe. When that thing's not charged, it's just a big axe. Like, it just swings. It takes yeah. Godzilla charging that thing to, like, start laying some damage in. So giving Kong the win over Mechagodzilla, which, by the way, in my wildest dreams, I never thought I would see that imagery ever. So, again, this movie could have just been a guy kicking puppies for 20 minutes and then show me that. I'm like, yeah, give it all the money in the world. Ugh. Uh <laughs> I know. Puppies are flying <laughs> in my mind it's right so now. No! Yeah, I know. I just, I, it's, it's an Anchorman. It's the Anchorman thing when Jack Black kicks Baxter. Like, it could have been that for 20 minutes. And then this, and I still would have been like, yes, I give it all the money. Um, just that alone, like, just, it's so beautifully done. So beautifully rendered. Like, everybody that worked on this, I, by the way, a, a hands off to everybody that was involved in those sequences. Ever. Animators on up all the all the way up the line. Everybody needs to be. I will be thoroughly surprised this time next year that this film is not nominated for best effects because it's going to be very hard for anything to compete with that. I've not seen effects this good in years. Um, yeah, and Kong's facial expression is really so good. Done. Yeah, Kong's <clears throat> facial expressions are really well done. So is Godzilla's facial yes. expressions and his gills and everything is really well done. I'm not, I am mm-hmm. an animal lover. You to see him use. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like, I am an animal lover, but I'm not really partial to primates. They're okay. They're, mm-hmm. they, they there. <laughs> but I actually really liked Kong in this film. And I really, really loved him. And I'm a Godzilla person. So mm-hmm. it's it it showed it was a testament to how well special effects feature CGI how all of that was done if it can make the audience connect with a monster or a creature that doesn't look really hum- well, humanoid but not really humanoid mm-hmm. to you right yeah. so yeah and at the very end that stare down between the two we get the yeah. more <clears throat> again Going back to the Fast and Furious, where people, I argue this all the time. People are like, oh, Godzilla and Kong are friends again. They're now. And I'm like, no. That, if you got that from the ending, you weren't paying attention. Like, they're both very badly beaten. Uh, they call a truce. And they're like, okay. I was going to say it's a truce. <clears throat> and also, even Kong himself, who rested, like old man mm-hmm. Thor, 
uh, slash yeah. Clint Eastwood didn't really mm-hmm. seem excited mm-hmm. that Godzilla was up again because he thought there might be another round. But instead, there wasn't, yeah, and Godzilla just went back to the ocean doing his thing. So it was really almost like, not really like a mercy, like but it was like, oh, thank God, this is over. We'll do they this again know. another day. We're gonna yeah. do this again another day. Yeah. Also, it is it's as simple yeah. as it's in their name, because everyone's about to see my woo mm-hmm. my kitchen, King mm-hmm. Kong and Godzilla. So if mm-hmm. you want to yes. see it in a much more simple and literal sense then mm-hmm. right one could also see it like that of who the victor would be but i did see it as more of a truce like they just That's live to fight another day you know it's like loki and thor just going yes. about their day and being like you know what another day yeah. brother we will deal with this as guardian rivalry another day this again it's brilliant on the film's part because hey yeah. now we have a yeah. definitive winner so we have godzilla one yeah but now much like in the fight world yeah yeah. Well, that fight was close. We need a rematch. And if Kong wins that rematch, that means we need a rubber match to determine who really won. You got to get yeah. the best two out of three. So the fact that this movie is doing exceptionally well bodes well to the fact that maybe a couple of years down the line, we get the rematch film. And I am all here for that. Maybe um, with more Godzilla, because Godzilla's name was first, yeah. but it felt like the Dark yeah, Knight he, Returns, which I called it Joker yeah. cameo Batman movie. Yes. This was more like a Kong movie cameo Godzilla, even though the yes. names were But that's the, the beauty about that is now that they've set up so much with this world building, have a mm-hmm. definitive winner of the first one, you can really focus on these two yeah. clashing again another film and do, don't have to bring any other monster into it you can really make it about going to win this fight and if kong you can make you can make kong win the next fight and you're like okay another one and one we need a trilogy like just not only that but it's just money being printed right there people are going to show up for this people will show up for for a rematch of these two like time and time again because everything that i've heard from from just reading people like there are people that they were like, ah, this movie sucks. These are the same people that everything sucks to them because they just want to feel smarter than everyone. But legitimately, they're like, my brother, he's like, my, I so did my brother. He's, I'm like, what do you think? He's like, I, I liked it. I, like, mm-hmm. it's like, these are mm-hmm. not my films. He's like, I still like it. I have issues. I'm like, yeah, of course, everyone does. He's like, but overall, like, yeah, yeah the monster stuff, perfect. I, yeah. I'm like, would yeah. you watch it again? He's like, yeah, I definitely would. Um, Just in general, like all that stuff. So give me a few Kong films. Build Kong up. Get him bigger, stronger. And then you do the rematch. And then you have a more you have a more seasoned Kong coming in. Like get that beard a little bigger. Get that gray a little more in the head, like this one is. Get the scar across the face a little more. Like he's he's really perked up a bit. And make him fashion a new axe or a new weapon. Something yeah. else because they've clearly shown like without that, like he's he doesn't have a chance. So get him to be a little more thinking and then like have them have the rematch. That's how 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 old he is he to you in human years? Is human he 40, years? 50? No. Who just lived a hard that. life, or is he more no. like a 70, 80 to you? No, he's that he's that dude that you see in like those small towns in the Pacific Northwest, and you like that looks like like oh man, like you gotta be like in your late forties, like I'm twenty eight. You're like oh my god, what have you been doing? Yeah. <laughs> I've been working at the mill, smoking four packs of cigarettes a day. That's what I've been doing. Like, he's just lived a hard life. Like, I was going to say, he lived a hard life. Yes. Okay. Kong has lived a hard life. So, <clears throat> he's still, like, 
maybe pushing 30 in my head, where Godzilla is an old man, but his lifespan clearly is much longer. And the way that his his body chemistry works, especially with absorbing radiation, we don't know how long he can live. Like, we just know he's old and he's been around for a long time already, where yeah. Kong is still young and fresh. And you know what? That's fine. You see it in the fight game all the time. The up-and-comer where you're like, God, this guy's got punch and power. But a lot of the times in the first fight, the veteran always gets the win because that 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 cocky new guy comes in there and he thinks, I'm just going to knock him out. And the veteran outpaces him. He outdances him. He outblocks him. And then he either wins him by points or he gets he knows when that opening's coming and knocks him out. Yeah. Definitely play with those elements with, with doing that more. And you can... Give me two movies. I, again, I, I think I said this when you were gone. I want a Kong series. I want Kong to have his own roster of villains. I want him to have his own friends. Build them up like they like Toho has built Godzilla up over the years. Give, give me God's. Give me a Kong Behemoth buddy cop com, uh, film. Those two in Hollow Earth, just in shenanigans. I will pay good money for that. I want to see Kong hanging out with a giant, a uh, giant sloth uh, mammoth thing. And those two getting into shenanigans. I'm all for that right there before we get into a rematch of these two. And then, not only that, play with the ideas you've you've laid down. Give me, like, now, now that we're in the Hall of Earth, are there more people down there? Are there lost civilizations that might worship a certain giant beetle down there? Are there uh, certain things that have a giant sea serpent that maybe, you know, their god down there? We don't know with the Godzilla stuff, start playing with the idea of maybe bringing some aliens in. Um, my buddy pitched me this one. This was a great idea they could do. Give a give us the original Titan, the first Titan. And I'm like, well, who would that be? He's like, the one that no, Toho always threatens to use but never uses. Make it bad. Make it like he was the first. He's the originator. He's like the Lilith in the <laughs> Evangelion sense of like... All Titans came from this one thing, and have Godzilla fight that thing. You can do so much. There, the, again, say what you will about the individual films. What Legendary has done with these movies is magical. They have taken them and elevated them to a level I never would have thought of. And in terms of world building, I outside of Marvel, no one has been close to something this this caliber like everyone's trying universal their monsters and it failed on takeoff uh dc still struggling to figure it out meanwhile legendary went like yeah we have godzilla and kong next thing make their own original monster and put it into the monsterverse i know a lot of people are saying do pacific rim i'm like no no keep those two things separate you can have two similar things going at the same time pacific rims already built their own lore and I feel mm -hmm. if you're getting two different lores, you're going to step on each other, and it just never yeah. works. I'd say build, like, get, bring a new monster in. Make a new monster. Do something else. Do a, There's so much you can do with this. Uh, the fact that they're doing a Kong animated series already tells yeah. me that, yes, yeah, yeah, they're... Yeah. they're yeah. yeah, so there's there's hope. Um, and if they're not going to give us a, a couple more movies, give us, an, give us a couple animated series. I would love, love to see a legendary... <clears throat> a monarch show so it doesn't necessarily have to be godzilla it could just be monarch dealing with a bunch of different monsters that you can introduce that will later on go on to fight godzilla and kong i would love to see that kind of stuff excuse me mm. like a shield 
Yes, very much so. Except unlike Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I felt like it meandered at times, Beauty About Monarch is it, yeah. very similar to the animated Godzilla series from the 90s, where each week you have a new monster. You explore Hollow Earth. You introduce elements that will that are, by the way, keep it canon, that can build into the movies. And that makes watching these things worthwhile. Marvel and Star Wars all understand that. Clone Wars might have animated, but it is integral to the story that we are telling. So <clears throat> expand on it. To go wild with it. I really, I do hope, I do hope that Toho stays on with this. I do hope that Legendary keeps going forward because it does feel like that they are being rewarded right now and um, that they should not just a one-off. Like, no, no, there's, there's a lot more here. People do seem to be turning, turning out to the turn... Sorry, my mind is spinning faster than I can speak. People are tuning in more than they have in the last few films. And I think everyone's kind of already bought in on this. So lean into the fantastic elements and just start giving us more. Like every few years, another Kong, another Godzilla film, I'm all for it. If we can get three Marvel films in a year, I can get two different MonsterVerse films in one year. And then you can build to like another Godzilla Kong film. And then... Do the obvious. Give us a Destroyal Monsters-esque film. But do it with both the monsters the license and the monsters that they create. And let it be something new and different and wild. I do feel that there's much, much to be had with this. Yes, the uh, the oh, Avengers okay. of uh, Kaiju <laughs> films. Mm-hmm. So having the Avengers of Kaiju films would be great. It would be great. Uh, you know, it would yeah. be great. It, you know what? I would even say Legendary, reach out to Kotokawa. Get that giant turtle. Buy the license, because they're not doing anything with it. Oh, right my gosh. I would, I would love, love to... to see Gamera. Gamera would fit. Gamera's lore fits in beautifully with the Hollow Earth lore. First of all, he's a giant turtle. Be... He could be a Primordian mm-hmm. Titan. Primordial Titan, excuse he could, me. He could be that. You could introduce the idea of advanced civilizations in the Hollow Earth. Yeah. So you can, you can even bring in, like creating you know their civilizations creating their own monsters their own titans to defend themselves from the other titans yeah you could do yeah. all of that like <clears throat> i know way, yeah i'm sorry what oh, go ahead i was gonna say i know the, we were supposed to be the the twins uh Danzi's character yes. was not mm-hmm. in it uh Mm-mm. civilizations mothra is a giant primordial moth or however people want to see her mm-hmm. and uh her twin people mm-hmm. were part of the civilizations in hollow earth Yes. You can have people there that yes. way too as well. You can do that. Here's the thing that they could, honestly, they could do, the Legendary can do right now because of the lore that they've set up, that Toho has chased for years. You could do a Godzilla versus a Godzilla film. Because now that you've established that there's not a Godzilla, there's a whole species of Godzilla, <clears throat> you could really introduce the aspect of a true evil Godzilla. Like, you can do like a crazier eviler design and godzilla has to take this one down because now you have like a clan war thing going on you could do the same thing with kong this stuff writes itself like i could just write a book of just ideas and like here go make it and make just go print money so yeah and then yeah bring gamma in create another monster create all kinds of stuff like go wild start bringing in the big tech like now that they've established mecha godzilla it's like we can create more super weapons. We can do. We can go absolutely bonkers to the point of like we're done. 
We're going to give you one film, and it's going to be so batshit crazy that no other film is going to really do it for you for a long time. Much like the fatigue that everyone felt after watching Avengers Endgame, where you're like, so much Marvel. We need to feel. So we need to feel the kaiju saturation, oversaturation. Yes. yes. Give it to me. Give it to me because for those of us that are like, there, for those of us over 25, let's just say, we lived through times where it was very dry and there were slim pickings at many points. But now we are our cup overfloweth. And we are lousy with monsters, but I say we are not lousy enough. There can be much more. So overall, enjoyed the film thoroughly. I think, Jessica, you, you're in the same boat. We have our issues. But you know what? That A lot of it can be overlooked for the pure cinematic joy of watching a big atomic dinosaur fight a large gorilla. And sometimes you just want to slugfest because you just want to get your mind off all the doings that are going on in the world and you just want to slip away into fantasy for a little yeah. bit and just feel yeah. like a kid again yeah very much so i agree oh you know what i come almost forgot i mentioned earlier so i read the book so real quick i want to do a couple of quick points so here's what got cut out ready so yes opening, let's do this so the opening they establish uh jonah from the bad guy from the from king of the monsters sells uh apex the gator ahead okay so that's where they get the gator ahead so i think that was fairly obvious you know they get to see that but it also meant that jonah would have had a scene in the opening of the film the big thing was uh they do show the attempt by uh skarsgård's brother to go into the hollow earth and skarsgård was watching on a monitor <clears throat> as his brother goes through comes out you get a brief glimpse and then the plane there the octave craft they're in gets crushed and that's what causes him to go into like his yeah okay. spare. What they don't go into, <clears throat> uh, what the other thing that they they kind of leave out is the fact that it's what 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 is the storm around the island? Well, the storm is that barrier that we see in Kong Skull Island that keeps pretty much everybody out from getting into Skull Island. So when Monarch is there, they're drilling a hole to open up the portal, and they inadvertently release a giant bat kaiju. I think it's named Kazmataz. So this is actually in um, the Kong graphic novel they released, I think, last week that accompanies this. <clears throat> so they tell the story a little bit. So Kazmataz uh, is trying to fight Kong for the um, for ownership of the island, and he has a weird power that he can mani manipulate the storm. So Kong kills him, but Kazmataz's dying like cry. Uh, loosens up whatever keeps the storm at bay and thus the storm starts closing in and starts pretty much wiping out everybody on the island so it causes the skull crawlers to go nuts the sequence that they explain in the book when we first uh meet uh jira gia uh is her mom is holding her and telling her to climb up a tree because skull the island is being flooded and skull crawlers are coming after her and her mom gets eaten by a skull crawler so she's hiding up in a tree and as the storm is raging, Kong comes out, kills the skull crawler, and then takes Gia off the off the um, tree, puts him in his hand, and then kind of shields her away and takes her away from the storm. So that I felt was I'm like, why did you cut that out? That was integral to establishing those the relationship of these two. Even if it was just a brief opening sequence of the storm, the Ewes are getting wiped out. Kong saves Gia. That 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 could have been the opening, and then you could have cut to like two years later, Kong. Being a lazy, you know, ape and like 
blah, 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 doing all that stuff. So essentially, Lunar causes the storm. They've inadvertently wiped out the Iwi, so they're kind of the dicks. They built the enclosure well before the storm completely encapsulates the island so they could keep Kong safe. Kong was not nearly as big when they built it because it takes place like five years earlier, eight years earlier or something like that. So when they come to in the uh, when we come to the movie in that book that's already like four chapters in the opening of kong tossing the uh the tree to mm -hmm. hit the different points they get a little bit into ren uh they explain here's the thing that they don't they 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 don't explain uh in the movie is that uh sarah's uh the sarah's senior his father was one of the originators of Monarch. He was in early on, like he was in the early version of it. Mm -hmm. So that's where uh, Ishiro, played by Ken Watanabe, gets into Monarch. And then it, you you find out that much like Harry's dad in Harry Potter, where he's built up as like, he was this great wizard. And it's like, yeah, but he was kind of a dick when he was a kid to um, Snape. And, you know, he wasn't the greatest guy when he was younger. Same thing with uh, with uh, Serizawa. He was a great man who is beloved by his colleagues, but turns out he was kind of a shit dad. And thus, Ren has this, it's not, they don't describe it as begrudging, but he's just like, you know what? My dad was kind of a dick to me. He was kind of not there. Mm -hmm. And he loves things so much, but you know what? I don't see him in the same way. He sees the kaiju more like Muldoon from Jurassic Park. He's like, these things aren't magical. Mm -hmm. They're just animals. And if we don't do something about going to overrun us. So and honestly, that's all they really give us. There's really not much more of Ren in the book than there is in the movie. So it does feel like overall they didn't really develop that character that well. Yeah. Um yeah. the other thing is that uh Brian Michael T, his his so the podcaster. Bernie I'm, 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 I keep thinking Bernie, thank you. Bernie, they give and by the way, it was a two set it was two lines they could have added in. Yeah. To so his his wife. So he's like yeah. you know, his, yeah. you know, she gave me all this. So they explain their whole thing. They were nowhere near um uh they were living in Massachusetts when Godzilla attacked for the first time. And they th there's a whole chapter explaining, you know, he worked like he was just doing some like menial job. She worked for Apex, but her work was kind of top secret. So she come home and she got obsessed with Godzilla all of a sudden. And so he's like, for two years, all I heard was Godzilla, Godzilla, Godzilla. And it was after, you know, I think it was, yeah, so it was after the attack on Boston. Mm -hmm. She, they had a fight and she ended up, you know, she told him, it's like, I want, I want to break up. And he's like, oh, no, let's not. So she's like, all right. So they have a, they get back together and they're, the night they're going to, you know, they're, they're going to go out to dinner at the first time after being away from each other a little bit. She dies in a car accident. And he wasn't there. He he rides to the hospital like moments after she dies. Right. So Explaining when he goes clean up all her stuff, he finds all of her Apex files and that there's some shenanigans going on and that her mental instability might be something that was going on while she was working for Apex and it was kind of related to the Mechagodzilla problem. They only allude to that. Right. So that driving force of like, here's why I'm trying to expose Apex and why he's obsessed with Kaiju is his wife was obsessed with it and thus her death haunts him yeah two lines he could have put two lines in this film and it would have made his character that much more uh, much more tragic right it's, right um 
the weird uh, uh, the weird uh, um, moment of levity in the film and the, how they they build the ship to get Kong and they explain how they drug him because they yeah. had to drug him to get him into the biodome yeah and pretty much that's it oh the other biggest thing is the fact that uh, Noah does not have one Ghidorah skull he has two Ghidorah skulls for some reason so in the book they they when they're explaining like Gator, like he, he was next so long, they had to communicate via telepathy. They, the way they explain in the book is that they put one Gator skull in Mechagodzilla and the other Gator skull is where uh, Ren operates from. So technically, in some version of the film, Mechagodzilla has a Gator skull in his head. But at, at that point, I'm like, it's a little too much. I, the the expl explanations. Did did they explain the Snowpiercer-like way that they get from Pensacola to Hong Kong? Yeah, they actually go into that. They explain, uh, uh, Simmons explains, like, yeah, for, like, the last decade, we've been quietly paying off people, and they've been, you know, building this intricate system underneath. Like, he, like, they explain, Apex is very, Ooh. very deep in. Yeah, actually, yeah. So they explain Apex actually had a hand in creating the Orca, because they're a big tech company. They've quietly been working with Monarch for, for many years. And after um, Boston, there were a lot of disgruntled Monarch employees that went to work for Apex and thus were giving them secrets that were technically government only. So while they were still working with Monarch, they were getting intel they weren't supposed to so they could quietly build Mechagodzilla off to the side. This is like Hydra so, stuff. It's so like, how much can go right? Like, how did they get this network? Sometimes they, yes. they do it really well that it's believable, and then sometimes it's not believable. But this in is the like book, the Hydra of, of stuff. Yes. And the bigger thing, in the book, they also explain that they themselves developed the oxygen destroyer that they used in the last film. That was their weapon. So that's where the military got it. Um, so they've been quietly, like, buying these super weapons from Apex for a while. And pretty much Apex, yeah, they're... They're on top. Uh, they're public face in the book. They're a they're a tech firm. They you know they're they're they help like revitalize yep. like uh, you know war torn areas. But deep down they have a much deeper pockets and they've been paying off certain governments so they can be drilling holes underneath the ocean and funding projects like going to Hollow Earth. So yeah, in the like, beginning their commercial is very a uh, Skynet. So yes. I'm like, you know, you know, that's a bad thing. Yes, and that's. And even in the book, they do give Simmons a little bit more of, like, like he's getting drunk on his own power. Like, he's like, well, once I kill all the Titans, then I'm the Alpha Titan. And, like, maybe yeah. I do something a little evil. But yeah. they, they, they still don't go that deep. They do. But they here's another big thing. They do, like, when Simmons and Bernie, like, have that meeting, they're like, you're the podcast guy. I listen to it. I like your podcast. It's very... It's very informative. He's like, I love, like, they go deeper into Bernie's podcast and the stuff. The whole water, like, drinking the water thing is a subchapter, is one of the chapters. Oh, my goodness. Um, Millie Bobby Brown's character is obsessed with it. She listens. And you get snippets of the podcast of, like, a lot of his crazy rantings. And that's why she brings up the the, the water and, you know, the, the fluoride in it. He goes on, like, a huge rant about, like, hey, you're not supposed to drink because it's mind controlling and all this stuff. And it's one of the moments Simmons has. He's like, I was really, and like, he, they tell him the book, he's like, the water thing's a little nuts, but he's like, I was really interested in your Mothra reproduction uh, three-part series. I found it very informing, like, stuff like that. I'm like, 
little character moments that I'm sitting there and listening, like, they yeah. could have easily left these yeah. in, and yeah. it probably would have just flushed it, flushed these things out a bit better for everyone else. Yeah. But beyond that, that's really it. That, there really wasn't much difference. Like, the Hollow Earth stuff is still as much. They, they do spend a little more time, but they really don't see anything else. And Godzilla is still a giant dick. That's that's pretty much how it works in that film. And Kong is uh, Kong and Jira's relationship is much more closer. So that's that's kind of what we get out of it. I, I do feel that if they want to release a slightly longer version that doesn't really include any new monster scenes other than that, but you give us those character breath moments, I would be all for it. Like it feels like it's just a simple edit of putting these things back in. But again, what do I know? I'm just I know like, it's like hashtag monster. release the novel cut. Yes. It would have been like oh. I would love to. I would love to. So, I would also love to see like in one of the toy leaks. There's a thing with Godzilla wearing a backpack. I would love to know where that was at one point. Is it a backpack like or like a parachute? It's like a weird backpack, but the toy never got released. So I'm assuming it was something that probably got cut out eventually. So, who knows? It'll probably come out years in like once once the film's usually out. Usually all these like concept artists release stuff. Yeah. I get a feeling we'll find out the story sooner or later. So. But it did feel like they were sliding, like, what is that? What's going on there? But never yeah. showed up in the film, so it is what it is. Whew, that's a lot. All right. Now just I'm just thinking about this group of people making a backpack big enough for calm. Yes. I, it's, <laughs> I, well, lean into the nuttiness. That's 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 what, I'm, I, that's what I love. Lean into it. So, um, yeah, I think that's it. I think that's all we have to say. Do you have anything else to say? Any other uh, thoughts? No, no. I think I think I'm good for right now. I mean, they're going to come, right? It's like every yeah. after every episode of The Falcon and Winter Soldier, I wake up four days later with more thoughts. <laughs> but because I just saw it on literally last night, we're filming here mm-hmm. on the Sunday. Uh, I saw it last night on Saturday night, and I immediately mm-hmm. texted in, in its entirety, and I immediately yeah. texted Chris. I felt like with one more week of digestion – I'm going to come back and be like, okay, so I don't understand. <laughs> it's going to be one we of those do that moments. The, we can do that in the follow-up episode where you have more questions. We'll, we'll, we'll follow up on our next episode of like, okay, so this is BS waiting for those. I'm waiting for those questions. Oh, my gosh, yeah. Or the hashtag shower thoughts when you're yes. finally like, it's the cold water, and you're like, wait a minute. I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> uh, Yeah. It's as it's what my buddy says. So he's like, so internal affairs do the whole time? It's that kind of stuff. Um, but yes, so uh, that that's that's it. That's going to do it for our first live episode. And thank, thank you, you for everyone who tuned in and had something wonderful yeah. to say. We have people. I'm actually surprised we got people. I'm legitimately shocked and uh, happy that the people that tuned in are tuning in. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, we're going to try to make this a regular thing going forward. Not every episode, but the bigger episodes. We're really going to definitely try to do this, especially when we have guests come back on and stuff like that. Um, do a lot of these live things. We love we love talking with everyone. It's been a year without any show, so Jessica and I have not had anybody to to discuss things in the hallways of convention centers with. So this is as close as we're getting right now. So thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Those watching on YouTube, the things we we're talking about coming, uh, we have much more coming, and uh, stay tuned for that. And yeah, on that note, Jessica, we'll find more of us. Yes. 
I was gonna say thank you for everybody that was commenting and watching and also watching out for the comment section. It's always good to have a community that watches out for each other. And yes, you can find us obviously on Facebook, the Kaiju Kingdom podcast. It's also our email. We are everywhere podcasts can be found. So I know that Chris can literally rattle all of them off. We're on Apple, Panzer Crush, Google, yeah. everywhere. everywhere. We are all, yes, I, I found everywhere. Stuff that I didn't realize we were on the other day. We're on Amazon, it turns out. We're on yes. Amazon Podcast. I yes, no idea. On... Turns out we're on Amazon <laughs> Podcast. So. We're on Amazon. It's <laughs> also our website, thekajikingdompodcast.com. Mm -hmm. We are also on Twitter and Instagram. But we are very, very thank you to Chris. Very, very wonderfully active on Facebook where a lot of us, a lot of you all found us, but also we became friends with. So listeners become our buddies. Yep. Thank you very much. Uh, also, on that note, the thing I found before we go, if you're listening to us on any of the streams, I've, I've come to find out on our RSS feed, it only gives the last 30 episodes. So I'm working on uploading the backlog of our older episodes some of which are the, the quality is not the greatest because i was still figuring this stuff out as we went along but uh uh hopefully in the next few weeks all that if you want to go back and download them those they should be available on our website pretty soon that's just another project i have to get going on so but that's just if you're listening if you're streaming us through uh i you know itunes google any of those other ones so um yeah so on that note, that'll do it for this edition of the Kaiju Cast for myself and Jessica. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, guys. Yay. And we'll see you next time. Bye.